You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. Just a little show where... Where we've been talking about Suikoden for we 30 about minutes Suikoden. prior yep. to starting. <laughs> so, so it's like, oh, we should probably go ahead and get some of this on and <laughs> record some of it. I almost said on tape. Yeah, we do this on tape. <laughs> the, I don't, the listeners probably don't know that, but that's how we get this unique yeah, yeah, sound yeah. quality. Uh-huh. Is, we uh, do it on a talk boy. Yeah, we each have a talk boy. Uh, we, I take one home and call you. And then you you answer your phone, and then you talk into your talk boy wall. It's, you know, it's probably not like the most like we'll splice le- it together by hand. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. So you guys can you can taste the authenticity. Right. Yeah. Then the we artisanal s- pot craftery <laughs> that goes within splicing talk boy tape. Mm-hmm. We send it to our a producer for review <laughs> uh, and editing, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get it back to you in three hours. Yeah. Cost us twelve hundred dollars an episode. Yeah, we. This has not been a lucrative endeavor. <laughs> this has been a very, very uh, bankrupting experience. Mm-hmm. Tadpog mm-hmm. has been. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tadpog. If you wanna, if you wanna <laughs> help us out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, yeah. We're again. This will be our final installment, mm. part three mm. of Suikoden. Suikoden, the JRPG by Konami. Mm-hmm. Konami. Konami. Uh, let's see. Starting off, I'm your beard host, Tyler. Hey, man. Uh, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I took off today, uh, from work. Yeah. Because I'm going to work late two other days to kind of compensate because I told my boss, I was like, I haven't cleaned my house in like two months because I haven't had a day. So can I do this? He's like, Yeah, okay. I get it. Go do that. So, question who's coming over? Melissa. Okay, I assumed <laughs> I assumed that was the case. I assumed that Melissa was coming home for a minute. Yeah, because like otherwise, I know you, and I don't <laughs> think that you would clean. Because Melissa well, asked me at a prom, she was like, "How how has Tyler been doing with the house?" And it was like, <laughs> "Fine, it's amazing. It's fine. It's fine." Like trying to make sure my voice doesn't crack. It's fine. There are it's only fine. forty glasses of piss. <laughs> All around the bedroom. <laughs> Could be worse, is what I'm saying. Could be worse. I saw the trash room in the house that Tyler lived in uh-huh. in Murray. Oh, man. The sun porch, a.k.a. Yep. that's where all the trash went. And I'm surprised because we had that house, and then the garage beside of it was like an, a studio apartment where just this old man lived. We oh, never I, saw the I old don't man. Remember. I didn't even know someone was yeah, there. Yeah, someone lived in that little house beside us, and it connected to our house through the trash room. <laughs> <laughs> so is that why you had a trash room? You're like, I don't want that old dude coming in here. No. Let's fill this with trash. <laughs> I'm just surprised like he never smelled anything or like, like why are there all these mice? <laughs> yeah. How gross was that guy, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably like, hell yeah, trash room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll take this out sometime and take my trash out with it. <laughs> because yeah, it was just so bad. Like we had a tiny trash can for four guys. So, of course, like, we each throw one thing away if that trash can's full. Yeah. We don't want to take out the trash bag mm. 40 feet to the driveway. Yeah. So- Buy- buying a bigger trash can, right out of the question. <laughs> well, it, it took a long time because that whole, basically that whole 
be turned into a trash corner. <laughs> because like once the trash can got full, it just like trash goes beside the trash can. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm familiar with so that. It concept. was just all trash corner. Oh, yeah, sure. And then one day someone opened up, oh hey, what is this room back here? Oh, I'm just gonna push that trash out there <laughs> till it became like just forty bags of trash out yeah, there. It was... We would clean whenever, like, oh, we're gonna have a party tonight. All right, let's empty out the trash room. <laughs> and then what? It got much better though once I, we finally realized, <laughs> oh, the big green trash cans. Let's just bring that in the house and we'll fill that up and then wheel that thing out. Then our trash situation got better. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good plan. You should just set up like a, a crocodile mile, dude. <laughs> Fucking slide your trash out the door. Ramon, why are you never here? You pay rent. <laughs> oh, is it the trash room? <laughs> oh, is it because of the trash room? <laughs> are you too good for the trash room? <laughs> are you too good to live in our filth? <laughs> you, you bougie fuck. Uh, for the record, I would have been too good to live in your filth. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then again, I don't know. It would have been nice to have someone to have one Final Fantasy Eleven account that's played on twenty four hours uh-huh. a day. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Pretty the good trade off. Computer in the living room, just constant Final <laughs> Fantasy Eleven. Pretty good trade off. Because mm. I remember we, like, the only person who could run it was Josh, but he had to format his computer in order to be able to install it and run it. So it was just a Final Fantasy Eleven <laughs> machine. <laughs> Josh should have set up uh, quarters, like a quarter <laughs> slot. You got to put shit in. Mm. Enterprising Josh is fun to think about, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like to the lowest level. You know what I mean? Like where it's like quarters. <laughs> I like to think about. I want to think about uh, Josh running like, like a small Reno casino or something like that. I like that. Let's. <laughs> I mean, Miller kind of did that with our hobo roommate. Like, yeah. hey man, can I have a cigarette? Farm me three uh, stacks of crawler silk, <laughs> right. and that cigarette's yours. Yeah. Damn it, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all right. I like that. The next time uh, someone asks me for change, I'm going to ask them <laughs> if they'll farm crawler silk for me. <laughs> all right, here's my username and password. You're going to need to download this game. <laughs> Install it, and then come back to me. I'll give you, I'll give you the change. <laughs> Promise. I'll be here. So what you been up to this week? Uh, playing a lot of Sweekening, my dude. <laughs> like a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, I crammed a lot of a lot of Sweekening to a weekend. Yeah. So I'm still recovering from that. Um, because three parts is that's the only thing we've done. In three parts was like Fancy Star Four. Was that also three parts? I don't know that we've done another three parter. Because I think that's the only other one. So did we take three on Fantasy? I think Star? it was three on Fantasy. Star. I don't know. Um. Spoiler, Suikoden's better than Fantasy Star 2 or 4, whichever one we... Wow, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty high praise, though. I mean, yeah, I like... I, look, Fantasy Star 2 is whatever. Okay, yeah, it's better than Fantasy Star 2. <laughs> Fantasy Star 4, Fantasy Star 4 I thought was really good. Star 4 was a good game. I think Suikoden's better. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, we... That makes me feel better. Oh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> oh, it's better, for sure. It's the, the thing that's tough for me with Suikoden, and we kind of talked about this before we uh, started recording the show. Mm-hmm. The thing for me about Suikoden is... I first of all didn't want to play it. Yeah, that's what. Whenever like they're talking about that this paperboy challenge, you're just like, oh, oh man, fuck. I am so like I'm so far down the rabbit hole of paperboy because it's like I am chasing that high score, and it is like because Stephen Michael of Facebook he uh, runs uh, a Facebook group which is like one member smaller than ours. So don't go rushing out to join it. <laughs> Just kidding. You should. It's an amazing group. 
um, the game of the month that we're playing for a high score is Paperboy. And man, if you've listened to our Paperboy episode, which I think that you should mm-hmm, listen to that, mm-hmm. uh, you know that I love Paperboy. And I've got like a weird, deep connection to that game because that might, and I said this in the episode, but I'll repeat myself for the sake of this intro. My dad didn't like video games that much. Mm. And we didn't play a lot of video games together. But Paperboy is one of the video games that we did play together. And I remember him talking to me about how he was a paper boy when he was a kid. And so take that. And then uh, also we moved around a lot when I was a kid, like not in the same town. We moved from like a different state. state. Yeah. Like once every two or three years. And uh, the worst thing ever about that is when you move at the beginning of summer or the very end of the school year, because you wind up in a completely different state with absolutely no friends, like none. And it's like, enjoy your summer with uh, by yourself. Yep. <laughs> I hope there are kids in your neighborhood because if they're not, <laughs> you're going to be really lonely. Mm-hmm. So one summer I spent entirely, this is, I remember two things about this summer, watching Supermarket Suite with my mom every day <laughs> and playing Paperboy in the attic. And I played a lot of Paperboy. Never, ever, ever was like, let me see how high a score I can get. It was more like, let me see if I can get through this game. Is there something after Sunday? Like, does like does it repeat or does it end? I mean, I never cared. As a kid, I never cared about scores. No. I wanted to beat the game. Right, exactly. So that's why, like, older arcade games are my thing because I like to beat You like game. to beat a game, right. Yep. And you can't beat an arcade game nope. for the most part. Uh, you can only beat somebody's score. So I never score chased in Paperboy uh, until this challenge. And hey, it turns out uh, a lot of that Paperboy play has yeah. paid off because <laughs> it's like, oh, score chasing is easy. It's just like playing the game. It's just you play it differently. Yeah. Uh, so that's been fun too because it's like it's still the same game with the same rules, but it's like, but now you're play- I'm playing it with a different purpose. I'm like playing more aggressive because it's mm-hmm. like it's all about score, not yeah, surviving. Survival. Yeah. Um, I am, I, so I recorded the last attempt that I did this because of this Paperboy high score chase, dude, like I have gone to links that I never thought that I would go to. I want to submit my scores to twin galaxies. And, uh, because of that, I need to play on original hardware, but I also need to capture that gameplay. Mm -hmm. So I have a few options. I can record it to VHS tape if I want to, which is a viable option, but I figured I stream anyway. Yeah. I Plus, mean, I mean, you're good. So, I mean, show it off. Yeah, it's different than, yeah, if I were really Something bad. still seems scummy about sending in VHS <laughs> I know it, it does a little bit. But, like, I don't know, scummy in almost a good way. Like, I could see <laughs> I could see the appeal where it's like, yeah, it'd be sweet to play this on a CRT TV and, like, record it on a VHS tape and just <laughs> pretend like I Just am. imagine Bob Saget doing voiceovers of all the people <laughs> right? on the screen. Yeah, just pretend like I'm in uh, Eastern Bloc, hey, you know? Hey, give me that paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, currently, my score is uh, 208,550, which would put me about fourth place on Twin Galaxies. Fuck yeah. Um, the high score is like... Very, very high. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's like two hundred ninety something, I think. Oh, you're, so you're not that far. It's pretty far. Yeah, it's pretty far. Man. But the thing is, uh, it's fun to do, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it is, it feels therapeutic because it's like a lot of it now is just muscle memory, 
and then trying to figure out little bits where it's like, oh, I could I could eke out a little bit, mm-hmm. a few more points here and there. That's the fun part of it. So anyway, um, I streamed that attempt where I got my my new personal best high score. And I know I talked about this on the last episode too, but God, it is like, it has really, really been a lot of fun. Like it's been, it's so rare. It, it's been a long, long, long it's time. It's rare that I have a good time anymore. <laughs> I mean, that is true. That is not a lie, but it is, it is, it, it, it's so rare when it's like, all right, sex is an option, but there is Paperboy to be played. So like, it's that level. Like it's, it's that level where it's like, cause last night, sorry, sweetheart. Uh, it was like, uh, I heard Nikki taking a shower and it's like, I know what this is about. Uh, we've communicated a little bit beforehand and it's like, but I'm having a lot of fun and I feel like I could get a higher score than this. So I guess. Do you want to have sex? Clean your ass. I'm going to play Paperboy. <laughs> right? I do look, man. If I'm gonna have good sex, like really good sex, mm-hmm. it involves two clean bodies. Like it really <laughs> does. It involves two clean bodies. That you don't are, like wearing that UTI risk? Just I, just dirty butts having sex. It's not even about that. It's just like I don't know, man. There's something about like desecrating the cleanness that is <laughs> oh, okay. that is fun. Where it's Cum like, sticks much better to a clean body. It, it does, as it turns out. It does. Yeah, it does. That has something to do with it. So don't worry, I had sex. I stopped playing Paperboy. <laughs> I'm not broken. <laughs> but there was a thought for a second. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a yeah, there definitely was. And like cuz I heard I heard the shower stop and then I was like, all right, I got time for one more run. And that turned into three more runs. And then it was like, she might be asleep. Should I check or should I just go ahead, <laughs> should I just go ahead and assume that she's asleep? And then I and then I stopped. Okay. And uh, she was almost asleep, barely made it, squeaked in. <laughs> squeaked in to that clean, clean vagina. That's right, yeah. yeah. So does the optical course count toward the points that you need? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. Okay, so it's Yeah, really important. it's a huge part of it because um, each of those – I can get as deep into this as you want. Mm-hmm. Each of those little blocks in the obstacle course gives you 200 points. The the loops give you uh, 100 points. And finishing the – when you cross the finish line of the obstacle course, it takes whatever the time is at the bottom and multiplies it by 100. So usually, yeah, I mean, it's a huge part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like when I crash on the obstacle course, which does happen still from time mm, to time. Like that runs over. It's pretty much, yeah. I can I, I can go ahead and finish this run not knowing that it's not going to beat my mm-hmm. high score, or I just can reset. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of depends on how how I'm feeling about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, man. I've been super, super into it. Like really, <laughs> really, really into it. Yeah, which, I mean, good. I'm glad you're having a good time. But whenever I saw that, that's, I was like, oh, now now so we get in really becomes an obligation and oh, yeah. no one enjoys an obligation. <laughs> yeah, it did. It 100% became an obligation. Like the kind of obligation where it's like, well, I got to hunker down and finish this game mm-hmm. as fast as I fucking possibly yeah. can so I can go on with the thing that I would want, would rather do. Yeah. Pausing so we get in for sex, no problem. <laughs> not, like, not a problem. Um, and it's just because, I don't know, like, I, I don't want to bash Suikoden. I think it's a really good game. Mm-hmm. Like, I, there are, I enjoyed it, and it's like, I can see the really good parts of Suikoden, but it's really tough when there's other things that I'd rather be doing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, and I hate, like, it's impossible for me to stay completely, um, 
you know, or try to be objective about it because it's like, it's tough because things bleed in, you know, where it's like, okay. The other thing, the, uh, the reality of it is I didn't want this to be a four parter. Yeah. It's like, I feel like we're stretching the limits yeah. of the three parts for a single game is like, that's as, that is the probably as far as we need to take it. So it's like, and I don't want to, I, I want to be able to talk to you about this game in yeah. its entirety. I don't want to get halfway through and be like, I give up because I tell you if I stop playing this halfway through and then we did this last episode on Suikoden, I would never finish Suikoden. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid of that. Because yeah. it's like, what would happen is, this happens in RPGs. It's the same with books for me. If I f- don't finish a book while it's fresh in my mind, I feel like I have to start over. And mm. starting over, uh, RPGs are long and yeah, something so can kind of get, if something distracts me on that path, I'm kind of fucked. No, our place, our our play style definitely has to change post marriage and kids. Like it just, yeah. That's why, like we were talking earlier about like guides and stuff. I have no problem when I playing through Skyrim. Like if I'm in a pillar puzzle, like I could read all these books. I could read for hints. I could look around for clues. I could. I know they're all there, but I'm gonna save myself 30, 40 minutes of frustration and get 30, 40 minutes of playing the game, like right. the enjoyable part of the game. Yeah. Then. And I, and I don't feel bad about it. Don't feel like I'm. I mean, it's it's like a 300 plus hour game anyway. So let's oh yeah trim sure. down. Which I know, and so we can. There's definitely like trim down some of the padding of running around and trying to figure out what you have to have to recruit these characters in this time frame. Because one thing like that is bad. That is frustrating. And you said you that it was frustrating for you worrying about. Oh yeah. Did I miss something? Constant. Did I did I pass a guy and I can't turn around and now he's gone? Like constant. And so we get in does have that about it. Like that's why I've never gotten a perfect record on it because it is very bad about missables, can't turn back. It's just unforgiving it's in done. that regard. Yep. But we talked about this a little bit earlier too. So let's uh rehash this conversation. <laughs> I, I will give Sweden in credit because it's one of those games where it is it's an RPG, but it's not a 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 hour RPG. Yeah. People say it's a 20 hour RPG. It took me 30 hours. Um but I was also meticulously asking people if I missed something. I started using a guide as well mm-hmm. because it's like when I started using a guide, I became so much less worried about missing something mm-hmm. and I was able to enjoy the game more. But because I was using a guide, I was constantly checking that guide, which meant that it probably took me longer because I'm reading a section mm-hmm. and then playing a section. But um, so I, I don't know. I, I can't start Sweet in without immediately worrying about missing the window to recruit Leon Silverberg. Oh, at the end of the game, which yeah. is a thing yeah, that yeah, happens yeah. very, very late in the game. Because the window is very, very small. Very small. Very small. And that's when, like, because I was, I, was, I was telling you before, because, like, the first time I did it, I happened to hit that window completely by accident and got Leon, but I missed Mace. So whenever... The final blacksmith. Yeah, the final blacksmith. Mace Windu. Because you... <laughs> he makes you lightsabers. <laughs> but, yeah, they're only purple. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Um... We call him Grape. But but Mace, you can miss just because you have to have five blacksmiths in your party. You have to have all the others to recruit him. Right. So... That's also not as big of a window, but a lot of times you'll have to have like one character who has to stay with you. And if you have one character into your party, you can't get Mace. Right. So my first playthrough, I missed him. I was super pissed off. I waited a while. Once I cooled down, I was like, nope, this time, get that perfect record. I'll be able to go faster. Blaze through the game. Miss, miss Leon, missed that window. I feel like I was constantly checking, trying to figure out, talking to Matthew, when can I go? When can I go? 
then I just I just coincidentally just missed it just by making one little error and that whole twenty hours just shot. Uh, yeah, and I never and I never went back after that. But with that being said, that does suck for sure. But I do I want to give Suikoden credit because it is a short RPG mm-hmm. that I feel like it can do that. Yeah, but it you has know? a lot of niceties that make it not a drag to play through. Sure, battles are fast. Sure, you know, yeah. Other than, the, not- other than the inventory system, but like, yeah, it it is made and going A to B, reducing the encounter. You know, the random encounters like. You can play through it pretty quickly if you know what you're doing. The other thing is I was constantly upgrading my equipment, constantly. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that if I – I feel like I could have gotten by without doing that. Yeah. Because I don't know if the game is just – like I'm not knocking it, but I don't know if the game is just easy or if it was the fact that I was meticulously keeping my gear in check hmm. that made it feel easy. Yeah, like, it's, it's not super difficult. It's not. Okay, so, so I, if I were to play it again, which I won't, uh, I would. I would. Um, you you got the good record. You you made it in time to get this to get the surprise. I did get the surprise. I did get all. I recruited all one hundred and eight. But let me tell. Let let me say this, and mm-hmm. this is a credit to the game. By the time I finished it, there is there is a battle after you recruit all one hundred and eight. There's a battle that happens. Your final war. Yeah. Never had I had a character die in a war mm-hmm. until after I got all 108. <laughs> Sheena died in battle, and I seriously considered, well, maybe I'll just reload that save up and try it again and have her not die. Because mm-hmm. it sucks to have, like, it's like, we did it! We got all 108! And then, like, within the next five minutes, uh, Sheena's dead. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. I guess we got 107. Well, see, but- the only person who ever died for me is Eileen. Like, so the LaPant family are just fucking... They're cursed. Just glass. Like- <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, the other thing is, when I got to, I thought about loading my save and playing through when I fight the final boss, because bribe is still an option. and i was like when i was streaming it i was like three-headed sovereign rune here's some bits (laughs) right here's all of my bits (laughs) don't worry i i gambled for a lot i have i have maxed out money you can have it if you'll just go away marco's fucking broke bro (laughs) see okay Marco, he's the cup game guy. Mm-hmm. That's not where I earned my money. I earned my money from Gustavo. Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. Gustavo or Gustavo. Or Gustavo. Yeah. The uh, dice game, because mm-hmm. that goes so much faster. Yeah. Like, so much faster. And he loses a lot, too. <laughs> and it's it's one of those where it's like, it's like press your luck, because if if you keep letting it ride, your winnings are better and better and better. And this goes back to what you were saying about... Being mindful of your time, I can't say that I finished this game legitimately because I 100% use save stating for the purposes of gambling and getting money quickly because it's one of those. Yeah, you could grind it out. You could gamble, like, but why not just, yeah, save state, save yourself the time. I could do it in 40 minutes or I could do it in five minutes. Mm-hmm. It, that's The outcome is going to be the same. The only issue I have with that is I feel like it's tough to talk about the padding in the game mm-hmm. if I do that. But I assure you, 
I did it a whole bunch before I save stated as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's it's grinding. It's what it's what you would expect yep. it to be. It's it's grinding. And I, I feel like once you get mace, getting those last few levels on your weapons, fucking expensive. Very expensive. Yes. And I could have done it legitimately. It would have essentially been the same process. It would have taken longer. Uh, it would have involved saving at Marie and then walking twenty steps and then playing the game again mm-hmm. until. I feel like I've done a good job and then save and then walk back. <laughs> yeah. And if I lose, reload. So I don't know. It just cuts out a whole lot of that. Yeah. A lot of that time. Yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. The only thing, I don't know. The only thing wrong with it is like, I feel like when I am talking about a game um, and whether or not I'm going to recommend it to somebody or not, mm. I feel like I need to play it as it was intended to yeah. play. That's my only calm. That's my only calm with it. So we're going to hit spoilers about the ending and the twists and all Let's that? Let's talk about all should. of it, baby. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is it, right? So spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. So I'll let you know. We'll um, talk about all the way to the end. Spoilers, baby. Do you want to, before we do spoilers, do we want to talk about whether or not we recommend the game? Yeah, uh, of course. Absolutely. I love Suikoden. Yeah, it certainly has its flaws. It's an early, early game for Konami that in a four, in a area they don't normally tread. I love Suikoden. I feel like I recommend Suikoden with the intention of moving on to Suikoden 2. So I think Suikoden 2 is one of the most ideal RPGs out there. Like, I adore Suikoden 2. Suikoden 1, very good, but you really, to fully appreciate Suikoden 2, you have to play Suikoden 1. So, highly recommend for anybody, especially recommend if you want to play through and keep going, because Suikoden 2 is worth However much, if you don't love Suikoden 1, but you I mean you, you like RPGs, if you like Suikoden 1, just get through it for Suikoden 2. I think if you love RPGs and you haven't played Suikoden yet, which is probably a very thin slice mm. of a Venn diagram, but if you love RPGs and you haven't played Suikoden, you need to play Suikoden. It's... It is a good RPG. Mm-hmm. My relationship with RPGs has changed drastically. Yeah, I feel like you like a, a quick actiony arcade experience now, as opposed to like you needed time sync when you were a kid. Exactly. Yeah, and I, that's why I loved RPGs when I was in middle school and high school. It's like, well, I got a whole bunch of time. I don't have a job, so uh, I guess this will be my job. I guess I'll just play Final Fantasy VI the fourth time, <laughs> and uh, it's fine. It's fun. <laughs> But I don't know, man. The older I get, the more I want a quicker experience. I want something that I can experience, enjoy, and then move on to a different experience. Yep. So, but with that being said, I still think that Sweden is a good game. I still recommend it. Uh, if you like RPGs, I don't. I don't. I mean, I really, honestly, don't think that someone who doesn't like RPGs, there are other RPGs for you to cut your teeth on. I don't think Suikoden is a good yeah, one to cut your teeth on. I'm with you. Because it is unforgiving in the things that you can miss. Mm-hmm. If you're a completionist, like if it's a really important for you to get all everything in a game, uh, it's either going to be really good for you mm-hmm. or really bad for you. Because there are a few characters in Suikoden that are just like, Fuck, how do you find how do you get some of these characters without, oh, yeah. without knowing all right. ahead of time? So there's our recommendations. Yeah. Spoilers time. <laughs> okay. All right. The hard ones to find. Uh well I mean uh what's there's a, that one ninja who's just hiding on the wall before the warriors village Fuma 
Yep. <laughs> I didn't think Fuma was that hard to find. No. Because I, I had to know he was there. I didn't find him naturally until Shake was like, oh, yeah, there's an engine there. Did you walk up there? Is that like, or did you not walk up there? Is that why you missed him? I'm, I might have not walked up there. You, that might have been it. Because he is bright red. And it's yeah. like my style. And another reason it takes me for fucking ever to get through RPGs is this is my style. I know I need to go through that door, but there might be something hidden down this alley. And then yeah. I'll get to a branching path, and I'll be like, well, I still know I need to go through that door I passed, but I need to go left, exhaust that that possibility, come back to this intersection, go right, exhaust that possibility, yeah. and then I'll go back to the door. And It's like in Skyrim where I see, like, oh, that's the door I'm supposed to go to, so I'm not going to go right. there in, like, these, yeah. in these dwarven ruins. Why would I go the way I'm supposed to yeah. go? Yeah. <laughs> I might miss something. And Fuma's like one of those mm-hmm. that you might miss. Because like I was I was kind of expecting I remember you told me. You're like, there's a ninja who is hiding. And unless you're looking for him, you're not gonna find him. But I think that you had I made I probably just like I I walked over there, who's that executioner? Okay, that's funny. Well, I got that guy and I moved on. Well, see, they're in different locations. Oh, they are? Yes. Okay, I'm not remembering it and, right then. And that's what confused me, because I spent a long time in the graveyard looking for the <laughs> hidden guy. Because <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> you had told me there's a graveyard, yeah, and in that graveyard- I remember that completely. It's an executioner and a really well-hidden ninja. And because you said he was really well-hidden, it's like, I'm checking behind every fucking- <laughs> And I was ninja. like, I got to the point where I was like- did Tyler troll me? And then I pulled up the guide, and I was like, I don't see any mention of a ninja. So either this guide is bad. <laughs> no, your friend is. <laughs> Fuma is, uh, I believe he's hiding. I might be mistaken, but I believe he is hiding at the um, the Dragon Knight's fortress. Oh, okay. He's back behind the like back corner of their fortress. Which I'm so sad. The one thing... I- one thing I really like hated that Sweden didn't do is let Joshua be a playable character. Let him be in your party. The holder of the dragon rune? Yeah. The leader of the dragon knights? Yeah, fuck yeah. Joshua, mm-hmm. the one insane? Can you never play as him? Like even in like other Sweden games? I don't game? think so. That is a bummer. But he's got his he's got his own thing going on. You know what I mean? He got the fucking sub leader. Yeah, but he's got his own thing. <laughs> Look, dude, he has a dragon rune. <laughs> That's you true. You know what I mean? And like... He uses that to help you out. He does. He's very nice. I think that's why I wanted to use him, because I, I really like Joshua. Yeah, so I, went, I like them too. Yeah, he's really cool. He gives you a whole bunch of dragon knights yep. to join your army. And he's got a specialty attack when you use him. Throw yeah. All the dragons, you know, bombard the... Right, during how, the wars. So later on, once you had a more full roster, how did you feel about the wars? Very easy. Did that change easy. it for you? Very, they're very easy. Yeah. yeah and it's... I like that they reward you for recruiting characters mm-hmm. because that is the biggest reward is like when you get all the ninjas. Ninjas are essential for a good war. You yeah. know what the enemy's going to do three times. Yep. And it's like for a lot of those wars, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you know what they're doing three times and you know how to counter those three attacks they're going to do, even if you fuck up. Yeah, if you if yeah if you can boost your attack and charge in, and you've, you've got the right characters, and yeah, you've made once a you, big once you get Crowley, and then your magic attack is gonna nuke the shit out of whoever Crowley. Mm-hmm. I never, never, never would have found. He's another one. He's another I one that's just never, like <laughs> never would have found him. And that's coming, and that and that's the kind that frustrates me the most because what I just said, I'm the guy who says I'm not gonna go the way I'm supposed to go. I'm going to check the nooks and crannies. Crowley is like in a very, very... In the nookiest of all crannies. Of all, yeah, he is in the nookiest of all crannies. No shit. 
uh, because it's like he's behind a hidden wall that has no indication. Oh, here's the irony of this fucking wall. Mm. This is how troll this wall is. <laughs> it has some notches in it. It's like this southern wall. It has notches in it that look like, oh, this might be a secret passage. This might be a secret passage. And I'm not shitting you, dude. I rubbed up in those crannies trying to see if there were secret passages. His fucking secret passage, there's no indication that there's anything there. And it's like, God damn it. Fuck you, Konami. Because I feel like find, if you were to find Crowley, it would have to be like if you if your um, TV was turned like the brightness was turned up too high in Final Fantasy four, and you could see, see the, the tunnels yeah. and shit like that. Like you'd have to see where the black is a little off colored. I do wish that there was a mechanic in the game, like. It could be even anything. Like, even if they wanted to go, like, old school D&D, like, if there's an elf in your party, you'll, you'll, you have a chance of seeing secret passages, uh. or you will see secret passages. Like, if I were making an RPG for people like me, mm-hmm. like my age, with, like, responsibilities and stuff, like, that's the kind of quality of life stuff I would put in the game, where it's like, you can control this. Do you want to be able to see secret passages? If you do, put this person in your party. If you yeah. don't, and for Suikoden, that is kind of a no-brainer. Like that would be a very—I mean, shit. There's a. Do you want to walk fast? There's a character for that, right? So. Exactly. Right, exactly. Or even a rune. Like yeah. you could, like I don't know, be able to see hidden stuff. I guess the. I guess the argument to that would be, yeah, but everything in this game is pretty easy to find, except for that one passage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. And of course, I do like his when I, whenever you use him or whatever in a war, Crowley. and he's like, by the, by the 100 runes within me, and then super nuke. But I like that. Because I think he has the highest magic score in Suikoden. According to that guide, he he does. And he comes with the Cyclone rune, which is really a nice rune because it, it mm. has a healing spell, an, a party-wide healing spell, healing wind. Uh, and it, I think that's party-wide. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's single target. But he has that and some massive destruction spells, yeah. too. That's that's a, a thing with the, the... He has the upgrade to Luke's wind rune. Right. Know, wind and cyclone. Right. And then, oh, see, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that cyclone was the upgrade yep. to wind. But uh, it's... Because it basically drops off the wind rune's weakest ability and... Gives uh, the one more stronger. Okay. It's really nice because a lot of the runes in the game for magic spells are very one-sided, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a this is an offensive magic rune. This is a restorative rune. Yep. And I don't feel like those things kind of meet a lot. Yeah. Fi- fire blow up, earth protect, that, yeah, water heals you, that's it. Right. But like that cyclone rune is nice because it's like, here's a little bit of restorative mm-hmm. there for you, buddy. Um but Crowley, what I, the you were talking about using him in wars? What fucking cracks me up is yes, he's this like demonic looking Mister Crowley, <laughs> yeah. presumably, um, this like demonologist who does say like, what does he say? By the one hundred <laughs> runes within me, right? And it's all like, yeah, you read it as badass. You know how in the wars they group similar characters together? Mm. Do you remember what group he's in? <laughs> I don't. Children of the Runes. So you got this old ass demonologist <laughs> saying that shit right next to two kids, two kid mages. Uh, I can't. Is that Luke and Luke and uh, the redheaded girl who looks like she's eating something? I can't remember her name because <laughs> I never fucking used her. Yeah, like many characters in the game. Because it's like they're they're great to have in a war. I'm jumping way ahead of myself, but who was your final party? 
Uh, my final party was, I should be able to remember this. <laughs> my final party was, okay, I'm pretty sure Tyr McDole was in yeah, there. Uh-huh. Uh, Crowley was in there with a the Cyclone rune. Um, I had, I believe, Victor, Flick, and uh, Tengar. Okay. Tengar uh, has a surprisingly high magic score, too. Yeah, I liked Tengar. She was really cool. Uh, I used her. She's in so we get into? I used her as my healer. I had the flowing rune uh, okay. on her. God damn that flowing rune. Yep. That oh <laughs> my god. Like I remember the like okay, so they're all healing spells and they're all party-wide heals, which is like okay, I wish I could have like a spot heal for one mm-hmm. character here and there. And that's when I that's why I remembered oh, that healing wind. Rune. Okay. Crowley could do that if he needed to, which was always a bummer because it's like I would rather have Crowley blowing shit up, <laughs> but Victor is about to die, so yep. let's go ahead and take care of him. Uh, but man, that flowing rune is fucking amazing. I remember the first time I used the most powerful spell on that rune, which I think is called Mother Ocean. And it's like, I had been, I shouldn't say the first time I used it. I had been using it in battles and boss battles. And mm-hmm. it's like, man, this is such a big heal for everybody in the group. And then I remember the first time I used it when someone was KO'd in the in the party, and I was like, "Oh shit! It brings them back. <laughs> Not only does it heal everybody, it brings it revives characters." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Yes." Tim, <laughs> and the other reason is like, dude, it's so silly, but it's like once once Tengar had the flowing rune on her, it was just very much like, "Yep, that's her rune. I'll never remove <laughs> yeah. it from." The the number of times I put a rune on somebody and then like just decided I didn't like the rune, I was like, not using that character anymore. <laughs> yeah. I could you have that option. Could, There's so many characters. I could switch the rune out, but eh, fuck it. Gotta go back to Gene, gotta feed, you know, take it off, put it back on. It's a hassle. Worry about right? the duck. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't want to anger the fucking duck. Which Gene, uh Gene and Vicky are both in every Suikoden. I was on the Suikoden Wikia. Uh man. They really like Jean. They get very fan service with Jean. <laughs> yep. And she's she's one of the big enigmas of the game. Why that she is ageless and apparently knows she occasionally she'll slip up like people think she might be a true rune that has human form because like true runes can take on different forms all of the star dragon sword. Yeah, which you run across. Um okay, wait. The star dragon sword Refresh me. Is that the sword that Clive gets to defeat Necklord, or is that the sword that uh, Barbarossa has? Barbarossa has. Let's see, because I know because it, it's weird because it's like it's like the Star Dragon Sword, and then it will upgrade to like the Dragon King Sword or something like that. That's what Victor has. But then I feel like it was bad translation that it's like the King Dragon Sword is what yeah. Barbarossa has. Okay, thank you. Yeah. It confused the fuck out of me because like he said it and I was like, did he s- steal my sword? Or I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand really what's going on. Um, I love Clive's sword because like that whole like Wait, okay. Clive. Oh, not Clive. I'm sorry, Victor. 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 Okay. Um, I I don't know why I associate. I think the reason I'm associating Clive with Victor is J- because Jacob is Jacob's Clive is very much like Victor. No, well, it is because of Jacob. J- when I streamed my first session of Suikoden, Jacob was gushing about how much he likes Victor, and mm. Jacob played a character in your game called Clive, and because of that, they kind of like like uh, a bond, a bond okay. in my memory was, you know what I mean? Yep. Like in my synapses was made, yeah, and it's like now Clive and Victor are kind of the same character, yep. but then there's that other. 
other character named Clive that has a gun. Right. The, the, there the, is, the, yeah. The another. other throwaway character who's much bigger in Sweden 2 than one. But uh, but anyway, that whole thing with Clive, like, I really like the fact. Victor. Victor. God <laughs> Damn it. I'm done. Uh, it's probably time I leave. We'll I see go, you next week, yeah. everybody. It's probably time I leave and go play Paperboy, I think. We can all, we can all agree on that, probably. Yep. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Victor, I like the fact that they like gave him this story where it's like he hates Necklord, mm-hmm. and he hates Necklord because uh, Necklord killed his his family and it's like he even says like there's a gruesome detail that i think is really necessary where like victor mentions like seeing his family eat each other essentially mm-hmm. because neck lords raised them you know mm-hmm. and, and as in the form of undead and it's like i remember that line because i remember being like oh shit like they they kind of went to a place i didn't expect them to go yep. to because i feel like we're because neck lord they're the whole southern territory of of the country is being terrorized by Necklord, this vam- this vampire lord who has this massive castle, demands sacrifices, like whole whole big thing. And everyone's been trying to take him down, and no one can do it. And he's incredibly powerful. And he's not a true vampire. Yeah, he's, is no, also he's the thing. Yeah. He's got a rune. Essentially, I can't remember the the name of the rune, but he even says like when someone's like, because you see, and I thought this was it's like is it the night rune? I, I, I or is the night rune? The night rune is what the star dragon sword is. Dude, I think homie, I forget what it is. You asking the wrong yeah. guy. <laughs> um, I uh, when you first one of the first times you see Necklord, like he's built up, he's built up and built up and built up. I remember being so disappointed because like he shows up and it is daylight. And then mm. it's like, what are you fucking doing? Konami, like, you know vampires. Yeah. <laughs> I know you know vampires. What are you doing? And then he like as part of exposition is like, oh, I'm not a real vampire. It's this rune I've got that makes me kind of a vampire. And it's like, ah, uh, all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the the curse of that rune is that it turns you into sort of a vampire where you're, you're immortal, but you also, it takes centuries to control the bloodlust and get that rune under control once you come in possession of it. Because Necklord stole it from or is really like an, an older vampire. Necklord. Necklord. I feel better saying Necklord. I really Necklord is Necklord for vampire. It's the worst. I wonder what it is in Japan, right? Like, what's like? Was that just like? Was that a localization thing? I I hope so. I hope it was just, or it could have been like the way like all the Dragon Ball Z characters are named after fruits and vegetables. Like, oh, of course a vampire would be named Necklord. So. Potentially. It's just disappointing because it's like, I even on the way here, because it's Konami and because Necklord is a vampire in a Konami game, I was like, I really was obsessing. Like, it can't be as simple as Necromancer Lord. Like, there's no way. (laughs) There's no fucking way that they would do that. And I'm driving over here and I'm like, what's Necklord backwards? (laughs) Because they did it with Alucard. And I'm like... Uh, droll, droll. I believe it's the moon rune is what oh, he has. Okay, drollkin. Never mind. That's <laughs> probably not a thing. Or doctor. Okay, dr. Doctor Olkin. Doctor Olkin. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought it was very cool. Um, when you get that, like centuries in the past, whenever you see like Ted getting the Soul Eater being pursued by Necklord. Yes, and, and Wendy. Yes. 
Um, uh, since we're dying, since we're, I know we're all over the place, but yeah. I'm ready to talk about the meat of the game. Well, look, we said, look, we said spoilers. Yeah. So I'm assuming pretty much everyone listening has at this played point the game, has played the okay. game. And I hope that they enjoy us gushing about, gushing our, about our favorite, favorite parts. parts. Yeah. Um, dude, my favorite part in this game. And I have a suggestion that I think would make this game better. My favorite part in the game is when you, um, the when uh, Lecknot, the the Wendy's sister, mm-hmm. uh, who helps you in the beginning of the game, uh, when she She's appears, got that back door rune. She does have that what? back door rune. Yeah, I made mean, a lot of a lot of choice jokes about the back and front door runes. Uh, there is um, there's a, a a part where the soul eaters kind of explain to you, and it's like. Uh, it's explained that, and you, and it kind of dawned on me that yeah, the soul eater has like taken the souls of the people who are closest to Tear mm-hmm. because it's taken. Uh, there's a scene where you see like everything's black, and you see Tear, and then uh, four people appear around him, uh, and I can only name two of them: Tio, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. dad, mm-hmm. who in another one of my favorite scenes. Uh, which we'll get to. Tyr kills Tio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see Gremio. Uh, and Gremio died uh, very close to, to Tyr as well. Oh, that enraged me as a kid. Fuck, that enraged me how Gremio died. Me too. I, I, I And I want to get to that as well because I think there's... I hope it's a translation thing because that whole thing did not make fucking sense. Uh, but it, it was really nice seeing that's like, okay... So these are the souls that are inside the Soul Eater since uh, since Tyr has been wearing it. Mm-hmm. And when you when you collect all 108, when you recruit all 108 stars, it allows Leknot to revive one of the souls in the mm-hmm. Soul Eater, and that is Gremio, which is a huge moment. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that, but it got me thinking, how cool would it be if you get to choose which soul from the Soul Eater comes back, yeah. and then it changes the ending of the game. And by the ending mm. of the game, I don't mean the... Because if you don't collect all 108 and you don't get Grimio, it changes an insignificant amount of the ending. Yeah, like, you're right. It changes a cutscene at the end of the game. Um, and also, I'm sorry, Grimio, I didn't include you in my final party. <laughs> no, Grimio, I, I like Grimio's character. Grimio in battle fucking sucks. So, but, but Grimio was in my party like pretty much all the time until he died. Yeah, it was because Grimio. Yeah, Grimio was the basically the one person you all, never get rid of. Like, yeah, that is true. I didn't have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, when Grimio dies, you're saying that enraged you because yeah. Because, of course, you find out, like, one, when you, uh, K. Wanda Ross, man, like, yes. talks about a black rune that Wendy gave him burning his arm. He seems, like, confused, and you can recruit him, and then you go to the next place. Like, so you figure, okay, this one's probably being controlled. Millich, Millich Oppenheimer. I think who's the lewd rune. <laughs> or the loon star. I'm sorry, the lewd star. The, that's, that's, the, that's which one he, the <laughs> he lewd, is. The lewd star. <laughs> and I was disappointed, because I yeah. was like, why is Kimberly not the lewd star? <laughs> Because she's the one who always wants to fuck. Mm-hmm. Like she wants to fuck Taiho so bad. Because she's hanging. She's a fisherman apparently, uh, and she's a. I, she's she's a doc ho. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to like. I just. I'm so sorry to derail this. But Kimberly is a forger who cannot read. 
<laughs> who also is a fisherman who loves the fuck. <laughs> like there's a scene so like he got deaf. <laughs> That does sound like a D&D character. That's like somebody who doesn't care about what story you're trying to weave. They're just going to make a fun character. <laughs> right. It does. But there is like, there's a scene like before the big battle at the end where like there's these cut scenes where the characters are interacting, which I think is really neat. One of my favorite parts of Suikoden is seeing characters interact with one another because there's so many characters. Mm-hmm. There needs to be more of that in the game. Like seriously, there needs to be more of that. Uh, like even as you're going through a dungeon, it would be nice to be like, okay, because you have these people in your party, here's a neat little cutscene yeah. that you're not going to get unless you have these people in your party. And there is a little bit of that. Like if you have someone in your party, when you interact with like an NPC, if they're in your party, you'll have a little tiny cutscene, yeah. which is cool. Other games mm-hmm. have done that. And I love it. Like I, lo- I love it when when games do that. But anyway, uh, a tangent of a tangent of a tangent. Dude, Kimberly is like in there in her little cutscene. She's with the two other fishermen, and she is straight up like, "Oh, we might die tomorrow." And like, it is like very much like uh, she asked the other fisherman, like Cam uh, Lu, is that his name? Yamku. Yamku. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, why don't you leave the two of us alone? And Yamku <laughs> is like, "Oh, I know Tai Ho doesn't want to fuck her, so I'm gonna stay here with them." Because <laughs> 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 she, she says something like three's a crowd." And uh, like you see, you see Yamku like, oh, I know he doesn't want to fuck her, so I'm gonna stay here. <laughs> just a nice. That's like one of my favorite cutscenes. But anyway, I'm, I'm get the hell. Just like, why do you think I hang out with this hut? And Moffer and I just wear robes, right? Like I'm not into it, lady. <laughs> right. Uh, I still think that I still think that Taiho is. I think a fun game to play would be pull all the portraits of every of one all 108 stars <laughs> and cast the movie because I think Matt LeBlanc is Taiho, like one thousand percent. Shit. Now I want to do that for a Patreon. <laughs> oh, I would love to do that. Dude, we can set that That's up. That's the Weekend in Movie. Yes. William H. Macy is Hugo, the lib- librarian. <laughs> like, I mean, every time I saw a character's portrait, I was like, oh, who would I cast as this? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a it's a fun game. It was like a mini game yeah. while I was playing Sweet So anyway. But uh, Mil- Millich Oppenheimer is the worst of the worst of the generals. And like, he's growing all these demonic plants that he's terrorizing his quadrant of because sure. each of the the legendary generals each have it's like the wardens of the north and the west and stuff like that in game of thrones they each have their own section that they roll of and point and go to the king so but millich has been growing all these plants that he's using to control people um if i remember the but the big thing is he has this essentially flesh-eating fungus flesh-eating bacteria Some spore yeah. and there's something there's like something in a room that you have to get to but you have to cross through there's a there's a room and a le- there's a lever in a room mm-hmm. that controls a door and you have to you have to use it to get into the dungeon to do the thing you're doing yep. and then when you're leaving the dungeon Millich or Millich yeah. uh confronts you yeah so you you basically don't have what you it essentially makes it where you have no time you have to go pull this lever but you have to sacrifice somebody in order to do it because they're just not going to survive. Well, Gr- Grimio throws himself on that grenade. Yeah. So you just see him basically push Tyr aside, run into the room, pull the lever, and then by the time the door opens, 
because all the spores are cleared out because they've all eaten Grimio and died. Yeah. And you walk into that room and you just find Grimio's cape and axe yeah. and that's it. He dies like Obi-Wan. Yep. Just mm-hmm. just his cape and <laughs> Obi-Wan's axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Obi-Wan's famous axe. Yep. Uh, and here's what I didn't like. So that, that made you mad, the mm-hmm. fact that Grimio died. Yeah. This is what made me mad. Moments after Grimio dies, Matthew shows up and opens the door. Oh, I didn't even realize <laughs> that. Like, oh, so Grimio died for absolutely no, no reason. No reason. We all could have just gone in this hallway, and then Matthew would have shown up, and then opened the door, and everything would have been fine, I guess. Unless the sports... I just feel like they needed a little bit... like They needed a little bit more information. Konami needed to give a little bit more information to the player to yeah. be like... Because it didn't make any sense. It's like, okay... Maybe it's like in The Dark Knight, whenever Batman is... He, it's daylight, goes through the tunnel, other side, it's night. Hopefully you just don't notice, <laughs> right? and this is good for the plot. <laughs> that, was 100, I, that was 100% what it was, but I'm sitting here playing the game like, I noticed that, and I feel like it's undercutting the emotional weight of this <laughs> scene. I mean, have Matthew Telbert in there with Vicky. That would have worked. That would have been fine. <laughs> that is true, too. But it's like, I get it. Like, they figure they're going to die in there. Like, if they close the door, and they're just trapped behind that door forever. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make sense to me because it's like you got to use the lever to open the door. How is Grimio planning on doing that if he fucking dies out there? You're still <laughs> in the same fucking situation. Mm. Like Grimio, <laughs> you didn't have to. You're just dumb, dude. <laughs> a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, that bothered me a lot because yeah. it's like it sucked all of the emotional gravity oh, out of that. I see that because it I was like. That. It was this is a big point in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I just feel like as far as like narratively, I don't think it was I, I don't think it was handled well. Like, I mean, the fact that I feel like Grimio dies for no reason because it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. No one would be able to open the door. And then literally three seconds after he dies, <laughs> Matthew shows up and opens the door. It's like, <laughs> what? Like it would have been like a knob on it. Did you guys not <laughs> It's like the Far Side comic. I'm very, I'm very smart. That's why I'm the strategist. <laughs> it's like the Far Side comic with the dude Push, pushing on the pool door. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially the scene where Grimio dies. <laughs> like I need to make a, I need to rip that comic and then like upload it with the name Grimio dies. Just so if someone happens to do a Google image search of Grimio dies, that pulls up. And I'll maybe I'll Photoshop Grimio's cape and his axe. <laughs> <laughs> Next to the guy who's pushing on the pool door. But it was so hard for me not to kill Millich. That was like the only one that I just oh oh it yeah was really hard. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It was it was difficult to spare Millich. Um yeah, I, I mean don't... even afterward, you the black rune melts off his hand and he's still just like, oh, Sorry. Yeah, Millich is kind of an asshole to begin yeah. with. Yeah. Like I don't think the Black Rune had to twist it that much for him. <laughs> yeah. But But you um, gotta save him so you can recruit him. Yeah. The big thing, uh, because I remember I told you keep pawn leveled up. Yes. Keep keep on pawn, keep on yeah. pawn. That being because he has to do a one on one duel with a fully full health Teal McDowell. Yep. Tears dad. Yep. Who Pawn used to be loyal to. Yeah. He pawn essentially betrays your party early in the game because of his loyalty, I don't think to the emperor, mm-hmm. to Tio, yep. uh, the general. Uh, I love, my one of my favorite things in the game is the fact that they explore 
the relationship between a father and a son who are who have opposing political loyalties and viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Like that is you don't see that a lot in RPGs, yeah. period, and of that era especially. And I think that's really nice. And like there there is a scene where inevitably um you face off against Tio as Tyr uh and you win. And the whole scene is like leading up to the battle is wonderful because Tio is essentially saying, I'm not backing down. I'm loyal to the emperor. This is where I stand. And Tyr is in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tio asks him to knock it off, essentially, and Tyr refuses. And what's really beautiful about it is like after the battle, Tio like respects that decision that his son made, mm-hmm. and uh, like as he's dying, says that he's he's proud of Tear for sticking to his convictions, mm-hmm. and it's like wow, that's like like I didn't cry, but it's like one of those where it's like that did hit me emotionally. Yeah, uh, where it's like that was really well done, and then it's like Tio's lap dogs, uh, his two's. His left and right hand man mm-hmm. are like essentially like let us let us finish this, and he's like, no, I want you to actually, I want you to join them because uh, my my son uh, stands with his convictions, and um, those his soldiers were loyal to Tio and not necessarily the emperor. Yeah, I mean, because further further coming onto it, because this is really this whole thing happens because Wendy goes unchecked. Because Wendy, because her village is, um, I believe it's it's slaughtered by Harmonia, which I don't know if you hear about Harmonia in Suikoden 1. It's mentioned once, I think, and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, it's just a place. Harmonia is the big badass country, like, much further to the north. Okay. Like, they have a, they're, the true rune that they're, they're um, what is it? Is it a kleptocracy or, what? Well, just, no, that's not what, that's ruled by religion, that's ruled by priests. Okay. Um, that that's what uh, Harmonia is, and their their top bishop has a true rune that affects prosperity. So he uses it, and it because it's a huge, powerful country, and they're constantly out hunting other true runes. So to get the the gate, the true gate rune, they destroy which Wendy has half of. Yep, Wendy and Lechnot destroy their village. So in order to try to keep it out of their hands. They break it in two. Leighton gets the back half, Wendy gets the front half, and they flee. So Wendy is wanting to get revenge on Harmonia, but she sort of, she falls into her own, in her quest for revenge, she becomes Harmonia. She's going to villages trying to get more true runes. So she's doing what happened to her to other places so she can get, that's why she wants the Soul Eater. She thinks it would perfectly, normally you could only have one true rune. So she wants to figure out a way to get two true runes. And she thinks the Soul Eater would be perfect because she can go kill people, feed it souls, make it more powerful to complement her being able to manipulate people and cover territory and things like she does with the the front front gate rune. Yeah. Uh, So that's why she rolls into the, the hidden village that has the Soul Eater that, Ted's grandpa then, like, oh, shit, gives it to Ted, run, can't let her keep this, and she's chasing you this whole time. Which they do in a wonderful flashback. Yeah. I, I honestly don't—I I think this game d- doesn't do as good of a job as showing things happening. Mm-hmm. There aren't—I don't feel like there are a lot of flashbacks. A lot of the past is told 
through dialogue. Yeah. And I think it's so much more powerful when it's done in flashbacks. Because, like, seeing Ted as a child, you know, like... Um, Being chased by Nick Lord and Uber. And- yeah. I mean, that was like, wow, that was a, that's a memorable moment. Um, but so I it also know. really impacts... It leaves you realizing how powerful true runes are because, sure. oh, each of these people are immortal and they've been chasing Ted for 300 years because they can, because they have true runes. The Eightfold Rune, the Moon Rune, and the Front Gate Rune. So then Lechnot is just, she's not, she has the Back Gate Rune, she's not as directly powerful as sister. Wendy. Yeah. So she basically has to work through the shadows fighting against Wendy to try and stop her. Right. And... And she also says that she's weaker than Wendy. Yeah. Like, I mean, she just straight up tells yeah, you. Yeah, her, like, rune, her rune isn't as powerful as mm-hmm. Wendy's. So, but all this really happens because Barbarossa has the sovereign rune. I mean, he's a true rune wielder. Which is it's been, convenient since he is an emperor, yeah, having been, the sovereign rune. Which, it's the sovereign rune. His family has passed it down generation to generation. Sort of like Harmonia has... Um, I think it's the circle rune is what they have that allows for prosperity. The sovereign rune does the same thing, but its specialty is that the sovereign mo- the sovereign rune is immune to the effects of all other runes, which is a big deal mm-hmm. because um, up to this point, you're you're realizing that Wendy has been giving the generals black runes, mm-hmm. and she's been manipulating them through those runes. So. Throughout the whole game, I'm assuming that Barbarossa is being manipulated mm-hmm. through Arun. And at the end, it is revealed that he is not. Yeah. And they do a nice job because it's a t- that's a twist, but then they twist it again because, like, the twist is what? He's not, he hasn't been mind controlled. But the twist then again is that he, in fact, truly loves Wendy. And that's why he's been bending to her to her whim. Yeah, he's just he's brokenhearted because his the true love of his life, his wife dies and Wendy looks just ha- coincidentally looks just like her. We'll put that in air quotes. Coincidentally. Yeah, coincidentally, yeah. So I, I'm sure that was part of her That might have been ploy. a part of her plan. Oh yeah. god, it has to be. Cuz I mean like NPCs in the village are even like isn't it weird that she looks exactly like Lady Claudia? Yeah. So he's just this happens, he just kind of lets her run rough rough shot over his his whole kingdom because he's brokenhearted. Which she does not give a shit about. Oh, no. Like, and she makes that explicitly Mm-mm. clear at the end. Like, when you're facing off, like, the very end, after you beat Barbarossa and his Hydra form, um, she's essentially like, well, I can see that this, I can see that this empire is ruined. No matter. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, what a real, like, really, really mm-hmm. shitty person. Yeah, and I feel like that's when when he sees Greg Minster on fire and sees this whole army has come. Then he, I think, then he realizes like, oh, I've just, I've just been too busy trying to recapture what I lost. I didn't even realize what happens. And then he grabs Wendy, and she, and they it, sl- it, he slowly backs yeah, up. It's like Kefka in the zone of the statues. Like no one can hurt him. He, she can't do shit. Right. So he allegedly. Kill yeah, jumps off, kills them both. What do you mean allegedly? No one finds either of their bodies afterward. No one knows what happens to the sovereign rune or the front gate rune. Is that after a, this moment? Is that addressed in a future game? I feel like it, it's talked about. Like no one knew what happened to Barbarossa after he jumped off. No one found the sovereign rune mm. or anything like that. So we don't know if maybe Wendy was able to open a gate and they fell through it and lost in space and time, or she never comes back. I'm. I mean. I mean, I haven't played this weekend of five, but I know she's not like the villain or anything. So hmm. that's—I I assume that's uh, something that was going to be addressed later. 
in a, other installments. But and then of course I know you know Uber from playing in D and D games of mine and Jacob's. <laughs> I do. We uh, always use Uber. We love Uber. Sure. Uh, he didn't mean a whole lot to me in this game. Yeah. Honestly, because you don't really see him a whole lot. Just at the very end, whenever he like helps amplify Wendy's rune to summon even more monsters. Like that there's are, a monster of like a hundred thousand. That are like essentially just dealt with immediately. Yep. So it's kind of like one of those. The, I feel like the 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 points in this game in the story that are supposed to have weight, the game undercuts itself almost every time. Yeah. Like like the same thing with Grimio, where it's like I remember rolling up the final battle and seeing all those monsters that had been summoned and being like, holy shit. This is bad. And then it's like they don't let it linger. They just yeah. immediately resolve it. And yeah. it's like, oh, we'll get rid of it. And then it kind of fails. But then it's like, oh, but then also we'll we'll take care of it. Yeah. Well, like Joshua, I think Joshua helps like not. Yeah. And then yeah. And it's kind of like you could have gotten you could have gotten here, but like, I don't know, give me like a little window of time where let I you agonize. start fighting and get overwhelmed and then Sure. Yeah. Also, I want to um say that there are several battles in this game that you are not supposed to win. Yeah. It's not just... It's not, not just the, that no, one. No. Because I didn't remember any of the others. No. There, there are <laughs> several. One of those is a war. Oh, I didn't remember that at all. Mm, yeah. One of those is a war, uh, which is unwinnable. You need the flaming spears oh, in order to beat the cavalry. Okay. That's not a huge deal because you don't use a whole bunch of resources you mm. know, in that, in that fight. But there is another boss battle. Uh, that is unwinnable, uh, and it it didn't freak me out because the guide told me it was. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't have that guide, I would have been like really worried. <laughs> but I mean, you know, when you're when I'm expecting it, it's not a huge deal. But it is a trope that absolutely needs to never happen in RPGs. Because I like, so I'm just gonna spoil a very minor thing, just because you said the flaming spears, because yeah. they're like a big deal getting these spears and everything in, so we can in one. Uh, and you have Apple as someone you can recruit in sure. one. She's Matthew's, like, she's very young Matthew student. Student. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> she, she's in. <laughs> she does sleep with him. And she does sleep in the same. She shares uh, a room with him. Um, <laughs> she's a little in. ethical issue <laughs> going on. Uh, it's, it's, back, it's a different time, <laughs> Dave. <day. laughs> <laughs> a little uh, power fantasy going on, I think. I didn't like her. Her like head, her, no, her head looks like an apple. She looks like an apple oh, yeah. with, with skin on it, and it's weird. <laughs> like she's recruitable again, so we get into She's a much bigger character because she respected and, and loved Matthew so much, she tries to be a strategist, and she's no Matthew. So it's so we get into well, who she, is. She, exactly. She she's becomes your strategist, and so we get into And during the, like, there's a battle that you're, they're having trouble with. She's like, I know, did the trick last time, Flaming Spears, let's go get some. You get them, and then, like, it works pretty well, and then, like, the other strategist immediately, like, has a counter, and Apple's like, oh, fuck, I don't know, okay, I don't know what to do, run away, run away, run away, failure, complete, like, and then she realizes, like, I suck at this, I am not Matthew, so. I mean, I consumed enough of his sperm where I think I could be, (laughs) but I'm not, I don't understand I'm half Matthew (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Yeah, I swore off water. (laughs) (laughs) See, what was that, and something else that this Upon going back and seeing how the true runes are in other games, because I was just like, because what made sense to me did not happen in Suikoden 1, and it, it pisses me off, but I can understand it being early enough in the lore that maybe maybe that's why it didn't happen. But they talk about the soul, usually every true rune governs two different things. Usually they're opposites, because like, um, 
the because the soul eater is supposed to govern life and death, and it has almost like a final destination effect where people happen to die around it. It consumes their souls, things like that. Mm-hmm. And where does the life come in? I didn't see a lot of life. See, that's that's how it should have worked because it should have. Because uh, like you find out later on, like Harmonia was super prosperous, but now the other half of the rune, the stagnation effect of the rune, has come out. So Harmonia hasn't grown or prospered in decades because the rune, every rune has two parts. So the answer is why isn't life come out? Is because they hadn't thought that far ahead yeah. yet. Yeah. Why? Why is it you get a hundred and eight? So you get to see the other side, the life aspect, and that's what brings Grimio back. See that makes sense to me. Is like because I know and so we get in four. Uh, then why is the then why is the back door gate rune needed in order to do you know like see, why I, I think they hadn't thought about I think that uh, that point because yeah, it, it made more yeah. sense to me like you've done all these things because they kind of do that in so we get in four from what I was reading like it's it's the rune of like punishment and mercy you never see the punishment the mercy aspect except for finally that main character is able to unlock it. And you see the mercy effect, and then you can actually use that rune, whatever. Everyone else has only seen the punishment aspect of it, and it kills people. So I can understand the soul leader being cursed because no one's actually able to tame it and see its other side. Sure. So that would have made more sense to me, like, it brings Grimio back. Right. And it's, you know, and that's the harder aspect of it. But instead, they say that what I was reading, they explain it away, like, Basically, Legnot bent time and space to open her gate right, right as Grimiel was dying and pull him out real quick. <laughs> and I mean, she does mention that that she is going to manipulate with the rune that yeah. she's going to open a portal and get him. Yeah, like they don't. I don't feel like she really goes into detail beyond that. And at that point, I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, do that, please. Yeah. I like Grimiel to be bad. <laughs> so I would rather just have shown like. Tears mastery over the rune be what brings Grimiel back. Then but they- I really love your idea of. Which, who are you going to bring back? Because I can't remember who the other two are. I assume one was Ted. Ted, yeah. And then I don't, I don't honestly don't remember who the other one was. I don't either. Um, but there were four of them, I assure you. Sweet and two is nice in that, like, one, one part, you meet an animal trainer, and he has three crystals that are one-time use items that allow you to talk to animals. Oh, awesome. So you can recruit animals. And what's cool in this weekend too is like you can get like you could have a kraken join your team and it takes up two party slots. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. massive. Okay. Uh like uh you can recruit a griffin who does the same thing. But there are also and they're stars, but there are also like a few characters you can recruit that aren't stars that are very interesting cool characters. So if you don't want a perfect record, you don't have to. You can have two krakens in your party. And then, because you had the two Krakens, you can recruit their child, a baby Kraken. So you can have the main character, two huge Krakens, and a baby Kraken. And that's your party. I love it. <laughs> All right. I know how I'm going to play Sweet in two. I don't think I'm going to worry about the perfect record. I think I'm just going to have fun. <laughs> yeah. And you can have you and five flying squirrels. Or no, I'm, I'm sticking with the Krakens. The unicorn. You could have the unicorn, the griffin. Uh, which the unicorn you can fuck up on because you have to send a virgin in with a, a listing crystal to speak to the unicorn, and the unicorn will join you. If you don't pick the right girl to send in, don't send the, Kimberly. The unicorn's like, no, nah, fuck no. Because uh, like, if you, send, uh, I, don't, I don't smell a hymen on you. <laughs> exactly, uh, because you do. Like I saw, I watched a video of it of sending in the wrong characters to recruit the unicorn, and the unicorn like either refusing to come out, he'll. Come out, come out and talk, and then realize they're not a virgin, and be like, "I'm sorry, I made a bit, <laughs> I made a big mistake here," and walks away. <laughs> I meant to swipe the other direction. Uh, 
because you can recruit Sierra, who is... We're getting deep and sweet too, too, homie. Sierra is the one who Necklord stole the moon room from in the first place. Okay. So, but she's like a thousand-year-old vampire who fucks. So if you take her, if you take her, the unicorn's like, oh shit, no, 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 no. She's like, I'm gonna fuck that horn. Come on, come on, son. You get back here. I'm trying to think what else. And then I love, because I never noticed it, because once I find out, uh, like, Hicks and Tengar. So it's tradition in the Warrior's Village, you name your sword after your true love. Right. They never... And that's where they're both from, Hicks, yep. Hicks and Tengar. So you hit, and as you level it up, like, as you, once you go to Hicks's inventory, you see his sword is Tengar. Level it up, Tengar plus. Level it up again, Tengar plus plus. It didn't really hit me, then I realized, like... Flick. And I, you get Flick in your party, and his, his sword, sword is named is, Odessa. Yep. Yeah, and it goes to Odessa Plus. Yep. Yeah. I thought that was a cool, because you don't hear him talk about where he's from. Right. That's the only giveaway. It's nice. It's a nice touch. I, I love that you brought up Hicks and Tengar, because Tengar was in my final party, mm-hmm. and when I was streaming, uh, the joke was essentially uh, that Hicks was the cuck of the 108 <laughs> stars. <laughs> Because tears just rolling around with his with his woman, and just be like, "Oh, she's so good at magic." Oh, oh she's man, she's so, so wet with that flowing <laughs> rune. Because <laughs> I mean, if there is, I mean, like, come on, like Hicks is like the meekest character in the yeah. game. I mean, yep. and I do like the relationship between him and Tengar because it's like anytime you see them in a cutscene. She's scene, like the fiery redhead. Shouting at him always. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. Because that, that whole storyline is very Seven Brides for Dracula because Necklord demands, you know, she come to his castle like he wants the, what, like the Amit, like, tribute from the Warriors Village or whatever. That's what gets them to come in and be involved. Oh, right. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Necklord's like, I want to fuck that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hicks is like, that's mine. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, she doesn't like me at all, but I love her. I put her, I put her name on this sword. <laughs> <laughs> this is 1995. That's how it works, right? <laughs> She's mine? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. That's how that all kicks off with, with Necklord. And then, of course, like, I almost said Clive again. Victor gets all his fucking panties in a bunch because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Necklord. Yep. And then, yeah. Because I, I, really, I love Victor. I think Victor's such a good character. And I like, I think a good flick is a perfect foil to him. Yep. I love, I and mean, I also love Humphrey. Humphrey is better, better into, but he's, because he's walked totally silent but carries that huge fucking sword what I like about Humphrey isn't I didn't like Humphrey until the near the end where he starts to reveal some of his backstory mm-hmm. uh, and it's the thing I like about Suikoden is I feel like there's a, intentional ambiguity and, and I like that a mm-hmm. lot I think that kind of shows that oh, okay there's these little mysteries and stuff that, mm-hmm. and they don't feel sloppy they don't feel like Loose ends. I mean, they they just feel like they add depth to the world, and I like that. There's a um, there's I don't know if they really get into the details of it, but there's a destroyed village, Kaleka. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. That's mm-hmm. how I pronounce I think it. That's how I said it too. Uh, where that's the that's the village where you meet uh, where you try to recruit the the Silverberg, mm-hmm. uh, and 
that village has a lot of weight to it because like you learn playing through the game that Matthew hates war because of that battle. Uh, and you learn that um, Humphrey was there leading a hundred men. And that is where he turned on his commander because of the atrocities that happened mm-hmm. there in that village. And it's like, that is, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, because you know the lore, but this is what I picked up from it. That was like a turning point battle. That location was like the turning point of a battle in the Civil War that was, or I'm sorry, maybe the war between two countries. Like that's where it all like went down. See, I need to research it. I don't, I don't recall. I don't know if that's, that could be in the Scarlet Moon War, whatever, before I get where it was. Barbarossa, and he had other generals, and uh, there was a name that was mentioned that might jog your memory, but I sure as hell can't remember it. Because Humphrey also talks to somebody later on, um, like when you're trying to recruit some help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it might be in the Dragon Knight Castle or, or somewhere in there. It's really kind of getting hazy for me now because yeah. I did rush through the fucking last bit of the game. But essentially, there are hints that like, oh, some serious shit happened here. And no, I'll um, look into it because I don't remember. I'm curious. Yeah, let me know yeah. what you find out. But that's also where you um, where you recruit a farmer, <laughs> Blackman, and yeah. uh, you just don't step on the seeds and <laughs> you can recruit them. And I don't know what the hell you do with them. I never saw them in the castle. I never saw him in a war. I don't know, man. We yeah, recruited him, bro. <laughs> I think what you also, Sarah is like the, you have to give her soap and she just washes your clothes. Yeah. And I never <laughs> saw her in the castle. I'm assuming she's there somewhere. I, I think there's like a side room on one of the floors you can go out. And okay. he, he has a farm. Okay. And then she's there with her wash bin. I just didn't explore the castle enough. Yeah. Uh, we didn't finish. Uh, remember when we started and we were like, where are all the hard characters to find? Uh, I uh, yeah. never, never would have gone back to Necklord's castle. I never would have thought to go, you got to go all the way through the whole dungeon. Mm-hmm. There's no shortcuts. You got to go to the point where you fight Necklord mm-hmm. to get Pesmerga. And Pesmerga's fucking badass. Yep. Yep. What, is, what is their deal? Because like Pesmerga essentially looks like Uber. This is what are they the, like the, living armor or something? Because like that's kind of like the this is probably the biggest point of contention with Konami and its fans. Oh, sh- the biggest, yeah, because right. that and they do more in two and more in three with Pesmerga and Uber, and no one fucking knows. Really, no one knows. Fans have been picking it apart, going through but like the Genso Suikoden novels and shit like that, trying to figure it out. I assume they're demons. No one, no one really knows because I mean, they're they like there's something in there because like Uber is the one who summons all those monsters, uh-huh. right? I mean, yeah. they're fucking demons. They're demons. I think that's generally what people think, and then because Pesmerga's, I mean, he's not as powerful as Uber by any means, but he's he joins you in one and in two hunting hunting Uber, and his physical abilities are astronomical yep. but he doesn't his magic abilities are, are shit yeah, he's he purely just, physical but a double beat rune on Pesmerk and he fucking mm. he can tear shit apart see I didn't mess around again I didn't mess around with runes a whole lot mm-hmm. I kind of like set it and, for, and forgot it because yep. it's just like I don't know man I can't be bothered if you fucking change <laughs> like you gotta change characters so frequently that it's like I don't know who has what rune and it's like sometimes characters are involuntarily removed from your party and it's like well i guess that i don't know that i don't can't remember what rune they had on them yep. so i never really i never really bothered with all that cuz i eventually cuz you find in like 
in like the elf village. Fusulu is that guy that has the cat suit the tiger. on. I think he's just a tiger man. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's his his strength is even higher than Pesmerga's, but his he's short range. Yeah, but his defense and his speed are even even lower. I, and I wanted to use him because it's like I think his I think his oh god his star is like the brutality star mm-hmm. or something like that where it's like oh man no, yeah, he I, hits fucking hard like, I really want to try this guy but the problem with it is he's short range and so is Victor mm-hmm. so he's is Flick, Flick. And yeah that I, does kind of so suck. it's just like I never I felt like I could never get another short range character yeah. in because it was like it was constantly full yeah um, but I mean whatever that adds the replayability I can see that too also where it's like I can't remember if we talked about this on the last episode or if we talked about it after we recorded, but I think it would be fun to like have themed parties. I wish yeah. this game had a new game plus, which essentially allowed you to customize the party however you wanted, and you didn't need to have c- characters locked into the party. Mm-hmm. I wish you could play through the game a second time with the, the six-person, whatever six-person makeup you wanted. Um, so we get into fixes a little bit by giving you an envoy so do you can it'll put characters that are usable but they're, they're usable but they're essential to the quest that can instead be in your envoy so they're with you but they're not in battle so they're still there for all the story stuff oh okay that's mm-hmm. nice yeah I like that that's a nice solution uh, yeah I wish I, w- on, I wish we could have had something like that because there were so many characters that I thought were really interesting mm-hmm. that I never touched. And I didn't touch them because I mainly played with the characters who had, like, story to them. Yeah. Like Flick and Victor. And you know what I mean? And it's like in Grimio. Um, even though I know Grimio was locked in for a lot of the time, even when he wasn't, I would use him because yeah. it's like, he's my healer. i gotten used to him being my yeah. healer. And it's like, I don't want to mess around with anybody else because, like, he does a fine job, you yep. know what I Medium mean? Medium range, healer, so, it's good. <laughs> and he's always next to tier. It works out. Yep. It's it's nice. So, um, yeah. Because I, I ended up using one one playthrough, I used Angie a whole lot, mm. who is that elf you get toward the very end. Super high magic score. The super, pirate, super high, yeah. The pirate king. Yeah, you have to have all the other elves in your party at one time when you go talk to him to recruit him or whatever. Oh, no. that's is that? A, I don't think that's Angie. Oh, who am I? I'm thinking... Ruby. Of, Ruby's, Ruby, Ruby's that's it. The elf. That's it. Ruby's the elf. Angie's the pirate king who uh, has the spiky hair. Yeah. Okay. Who is uh, with Leonardo? I remember only because <laughs> the Ninja Turtle <laughs> yeah. and another pirate guy whose name I can't remember okay. because he is not named after yeah. a Ninja. Ruby Turtle. is who. I, so there was one. My final makeup was Ruby and Fusulu because they just oh, like magic and physical were just magic, tore, yeah. tore through shit. Um. I'm trying to think of any other characters that I really wanted to use, but really didn't feel like feel like I could. Um, Antonio, the shielded chef. No, I, yeah, I never <laughs> used Antonio. Lore, Lorelai, the Odessa palette swap. No, I, if her, if she had the if she had the palette swap portrait, maybe. Yeah. Um, I thought it was really. I, I'm, it's a joke, I'm sure, but uh, but I thought it was really nice that essentially um, Don Quixote's in the game. Oh. <laughs> Maximilian. In the form of Maximilian <laughs> with Sancho. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. And then like they play it up to that character too. Cause like he essentially comes like charging in after you've finished a dungeon. <laughs> and he's like, I'll take care of this. And you're, and I can't remember someone in the party's like, We already we did that already. Oh, you did? 
well, can I join you? <laughs> <laughs> and Sacho is essentially like, please, please let him join. <laughs> it was nice. I don't feel like there are a lot of like good humor beats in the game. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that was a nice one because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, this kind of does have a sense of humor. Yeah. Another sense of humor one was I was proud of myself because I found this character on my own. Um, the second chef. Oh, I don't remember the second chef. I can't remember his name, but there's a village where it's like, my thing with this game has been to always check the stew <laughs> because they always have like different descriptive uh-huh. descriptors for the stew. It's like, oh, a hot stew. Or it's like, I don't, I mean, you know, like a wet stew. And it's like, what's it going to be this time? So every village I go it's in. none of it's Grimio stew. Right, exactly. <laughs> which is, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, an actual stew. Uh, that's Grimio's thing. He makes stew uh, and is, you know, a defender, I guess, of uh, Tyr. But there's this one village where you have to check all the stews. And when you do, the chef in that village will join you. He's like, oh, I see you checked all my stews. <laughs> Uh, See, it's it's hard that you can miss shit like that, but when you find shit like that, it's very nice. Yeah, and I found that one because, like, I found that one without the guide, and it was like, that was wonderful. <laughs> like, I love, I'll never, I can't remember his name, but I will always remember that moment. Um, something else with Grimio, like, we were talking about touching, like, moments that stuck with us. I have one, pretty much one more, and that is uh, essentially... One night when you're sleeping, Grimio like wakes up and like looks at Tear, and it, it's before he dies, obviously, mm-hmm. but it, it's like foreshadowing. He looks at Tear and he like realizes he's like proud of how far Tear has grown, how far he's come, and realizes that Tear doesn't need him anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was like another one, and like he even compares himself to like. He he says I I'm old enough I could be the, I could be his father and it's like that's a thing where it's like if I had played this game in middle school would not have registered with me like what he mm-hmm. actually meant by that yeah but like now as an adult and as a dad I'm like oh like he he seized here as his son mm-hmm. um, which is amplified by the fact that Tio uh, Tier Tio's T- Tio Tier's real dad. Uh, is 100% uh, at odds with him. Yeah. Um, so I think it's like that is really – that's a really – that's my favorite part of this. the story is them exploring like those aspects mm-hmm. of those relationships because it's like a weird it's – a, it's a weird non-sexual love triangle. It really is mm-hmm. because it's like you've got Grimio who kind of feels like Tyr's dad and then you've got Tio, Tyr's real dad, uh, and they're like – Pretty much at one point, like, you know, it's never o- honor, duty, and love. Yes. Yeah. And they're like never unified. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it I think it's pretty interesting. They're I guess they're only unified within Soul Eater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the way that they're unified. That in their beginnings, you know. Yeah. Now I do keep thinking that's such a cool I do like your idea of who would you bring back. I think that's such a cool I wish that would be a very good ROM hack for so we could end. So because well, I wanted to like I want Tio. Yeah. To go, like that's and the other thing is like the reason that the, okay you bring this, him back and he's like thanks I'm going back to Barbarossa though like I told you this before I die right peace yeah <laughs> I mean like but like the thing that made me think about that is when Gremio comes back how bad does Flick feel where it's like. <laughs> 
Odessa. Odessa. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, it's like you had the power to do this. You could have brought back two people for one. And you, you, well, you got the power to do this, and you brought back the guy who makes stew. <laughs> As opposed, but it's really good <laughs> stew. As, Have you tasted all the other stews in the game? As opposed to, I don't know, the original leader of the Liberation <laughs> Army and the mother of my unborn child. Okay, I didn't even think about that. But all right, yeah. Grimio, the guy who died for no reason. <laughs> I mean, you just reach. You just reach out, just grab that arrow real quick. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know. I thought that was I don't that's what made me think about it. It's yes, like how slick, but people gave a fuck about Odessa. <laughs> no one really didn't make any impact when Grimio died. So it just made Tear really sad. There's no butterfly effect for bringing Grimio back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I one of the things uh that is Grimio's death is where my affection for Victor kind of started to rise mm-hmm. because Victor goes back and everyone leaves. And it's like, I'm even thinking like, Tyr, you're just going to leave Grimio's cloak and his axe just <laughs> lying in this fucking dungeon? Are you a monster? He was a servant, please. <laughs> right? And then Victor like goes back and grabs it. And it's like, fucking thank you, Victor. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You're traveling with fucking heartless brigands they look down at you as like the rough one who's like <laughs> lawless because tear like he was born into royalty then it's just like i mean i had to rough it for like a little bit to go find another castle but like it's just like <laughs> that happened pretty quick i went from one castle to the other like i just keep falling into pussy so who gives you <laughs> oh right i'm so glad you said falling into pussy because um can you fucking explain to me what the hell Sonia, the last general, was talking about? Is Sonia Tear's mom? Or she, was she just fucking with Tio? She was in love with Tio. Okay. Like, like very much and and resents Tear's existence for being the union that Tio had with someone another woman. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, Sonia was uh, an interesting character mm-hmm. because, like, she is one of the generals. Come and fight my giant clam. <laughs> right. <laughs> that literally spits I'm pearls. the only female general. Come fight the giant clam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not too subtle. <laughs> and also, we're running out of time, so Chasm Hazel just said he's fine with it and he'll join. <laughs> So the guy who looks like a sultan is just down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's I don't it's you know it's not a perfect RPG, mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, Which like, yeah, and then I guess it I guess it sort of makes sense in that like Chasm Hazel was TO's best friend. Sure. So I guess he can see through the shit a little bit more and why he didn't like it's like, well, okay, well you're right. Let's let's uh you've got my forces too. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But I mean like the I feel like the mechanics of Suikoden are really, really cool. And I don't think that they're refined. Uh, but yeah. from what I hear, they they become much more refined, which I like. But my biggest my honestly, my biggest gripe with the game is I do feel like the story could have been treated better. I think it's a shame yeah. because there's a lot of really they have interesting, a lot of good stuff, a lot of interesting narrative. But like, 
a lot of it to me fell flat. Yeah. Uh, because of like weird, like, well, what about this kind of things? You know, like Grimio's death. Like it was, I, I'm not kidding when it was like completely undercut by the fact where it's like, well, this is dumb. This is like, yeah. this was a war. Make At least his, Odessa took an arrow. Right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Make his death mean something. And I know they tried to do that, mm-hmm. but like, they just immediately undercut it. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. They're, but they also do things really well in the story. Like, everything with like Kage, the ninja that you give the. You the, just hear about how badass he is, and then. Yeah. Just, Ten thousand bits, and I'm, you know, yeah, I'll do whatever. Right, cool. exactly. So, but but I love that they do that because the uh, you give him the plans for the flaming spears mm-hmm. early in the game, but then you learn that uh, he was also involved with the plans for that giant burning mirror. Yeah, uh, that uh, K. Wanda Rosman used. So it's like, whoa, what the fuck? We gave. We gave this. We gave that same guy our secret weapon plans. It's like, what the fuck does that mean? And then like they explain it later with essentially him being like, "I'm I work for whoever pays me. Yeah, give me ten thousand bits and I'll join you." So I think that's really neat. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really nice, subtle way of telling somebody's backstory. Yeah, and I and I even that you so. don't find out anything else about him because I know in Sweden two and Sweden three that there are detective characters. So you can pay the detective character to give you backstory on characters that you wouldn't otherwise find Very out. Very cool. So, but both detective characters in two and three, you have them investigate Kage, and they're like, I can't find shit about this guy. Don't know, man. <laughs> like, every time, like, I can't sneak up on him. I can't find anything about him. Like, yeah, I, don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I think it sucks that the ninjas weren't great in party, like in combat. Yeah. They're great in war. Like, they are fucking, mm, like, yeah. you absolute. I feel like you need them to be successful in, in wars. But, like, as far as, like, characters yeah, in the party go. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. But uh, that lead me, uh, though, man, that's a long way. It led me back to you talking about Tear falling into pussy. Kasumi, the female ninja, <laughs> uh-huh. like, totally, totally wanted Tear, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, there's a whole conversation, like, Kryn, the absolute worst character in the fucking uh, game. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Igor to to Victor Frankenstein. Like, I mean, bowl cut, (laughs) hunched over everything. Eyes, like, off kilter. Like, and just, like... He's the Wario. Everything about him, he's (laughs) awful. He's awful. At least Wario's funny. Like, Cringe (laughs) just... Cringe is very... He's the worst. He is the worst. He has the worst haircut (laughs) (laughs) and just the worst attitude about anything. Uh, And then it's like... He like you stumble in. They're having a conversation about a spy in the Liberation Army, and um, you walk in, and Kasumi says something to you, and Kren's like, "Oh, you're always so ladylike in front of Tear," and she gets really <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> and I said what I said about Sonia. Um, I'm basing this off what something Shake told me a long time ago. Which like, part about Sonia? Sonia about her backstory with Tio. Oh yeah, okay. That. In her fortress, if you go up to her personal quarters and check her desk, you'll find a bunch of love letters and things. She wrote her feelings to T.O. but could never give him. So that's how you get her backstory and relationship. There's even at the very beginning of the game, I can't remember who says it. It might be someone like outside of her house Mm -hmm. or it might even – I don't think it's her. But someone says something that kind of like insinuates that there's some kind of relationship there. One thing I – because – Two things about Greg Minster. 
Like one, when you're in Greg Minster beginning, the music is so bold and energetic yeah. and it's super memorable. Like I, I'll never forget the Greg Minster theme. But when you finally go back. How's it go? It's that because I remember the overworld. Ah, okay, yeah. The one I always remember is which is like that is fucking burned in my brain because like there's only that's the overworld theme and it's like you hear it a lot. Yep. But when you go back to Greg Minster, that theme is there, but it's muffled and you hear it like over flames and it's like and everything's dark because it's being besieged yeah so like i love that music yeah just being the music being ruined too when you come in you just feel like the heart in the city is is just gone yeah Um, oh yeah and it's eerie going in to greg minster because like you don't hear the music at first mm -hmm. it's all silent and it's like the shops are either the shops are locked the houses are empty Mm -hmm. like it's pretty yeah i mean they do a good job of setting of setting the stage for the for the final encounter and then I liked your talk with Ain, Ain Guide, who you had to fool to let you out in the first place, is the last one standing yeah. in your way. And right. like The guy you yeah got through the checkpoint yeah. by Victor saying his Richter whatever. Schlottenheim. Schlottenheim the third. Yeah. Because um, he, he even there is like, I know the Emperor's fucked up. I know this is over. I can't let you pass. Right. You, but why don't you join us? I'm all he has left. Sorry. And can't do it. Then you destroy him <laughs> yep. because he is weak. Yep. <laughs> it dawned on me like they tricked me because like round one, I'm like, fuck you. And I like threw everything at him. <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, I bet then he hit me. And I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Everybody's gonna use physical attacks from here on out, so I don't like <laughs> blow all my, my fucking wad right Soul here. Soul eater. <laughs> Black nuclear bomb. I did. I mean, it was like judgment. <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, he hits like a kitten. Like I swear, he like he had a single target. He's attack. an old man with a stick. <laughs> I'm all Barbarossa has left. <laughs> I swear, dude, this is not an exaggeration. He did like a single target attack that dealt like 200 points of damage. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is a trap. They're, they want me to throw waste everything all my at skills. This guy. Yeah. Because that was in, um, Ain God was who I sort of thought about with uh, in the city game, which McElwain's character's dad was killed by this one, yeah, this one guy who I built up, you know, a whole lot. Like once, if you'd actually fought him, he was a tenth level commoner. Like, oh, that's, really? That's all he was. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the events that happen after Barbarossa dies. I love dies, the credits. Um, Is that what you're talking about? Well, I'm. Kind of. Oh, leaving. Leading, leading up to the credits okay. when you're leaving. Fleeing Greg Because it's like, I think it's really neat. Yeah, you're fleeing Greg Minster. It's neat because it's like, you kill the final boss, you get a cutscene where Barbarossa, the emperor, leaps off the top of the castle with Wendy. The floating gardens or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which you see earlier in the game, which yep. I think is a nice touch. Uh, you see earlier in the game where um, Futch... Right? Oh, yeah. Needs to get a black lily to revive some dragons we didn't even talk about. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah, I forgot about that because he has to get white because black died um, and you had to use black's liver for an antidote. Yeah. And then, but he, yeah, you go back, get him another dragon and he had the baby dragon white. We'll see. I don't think that happens until we get in one. It does. That's all news to me. What happened, and at least what I saw is 
uh, Joshua. I'm the, uh, you're right. I'm confusing two and three. The dragon, okay. the dragon king, essentially kicks Futch out. He's like, you know the rules. I'm sorry. You don't. You lost your dragon. You're out. And he asks Tyr. I mean, he says, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "Tyr, will you please take him? Will mm-hmm. you please take Futch and and you know give him a purpose?" Yeah. Um. But yeah. So anyway. So spoilers. So we get in two. You go get another dragon. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's fine. And it's white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those where it's like you. Uh, and it's this should have been a tip off. And it's nice in hindsight. Like this is good storytelling. This is why it's frustrating when the storytelling's not good. Is because this is very good. When um, Futch flies to the the floating Imperial Gardens to get the the Black Lily, one of the three components needed to cure the dragons of their poison he lands black lands in the garden and fudge finds he's like oh he doesn't know what's he doesn't know which one he sees several flowers doesn't know which one's the black lily and he kind of he picks one and he says to himself this looks like it might be the black lily and then you hear a voice say that is the black lily and the camera pans and it's barbarossa Mm -hmm. and it's like oh shit like Futch is going to die because here is the fucking emperor of the opposing force like right here. Um, And Barbarossa says, take it and leave. And Futch is confused and he's like, do it before it's too late. And in the moment, what I'm thinking is like, what do you mean before it's too late? Like before Barbarossa like loses control or something. Mm -hmm. But like what he means is- probably is why they're trying to get you to believe. Right. Which is what I mean by it's excellent storytelling Mm -hmm. because I bought that. But what Barbarossa, in hindsight, what Barbarossa means is before Wendy shows up Mm -hmm. uh, because I can't, I don't want to stop her because I love her. I won't kill you, but she most certainly Mm -hmm. will. And then she does show up and blasts (laughs) him out of the sky, which then kills Black. Yep. But it's We're fine. also giving the last thing you need for the cure. Right, exactly. Just having to work out. Yeah. Thanks, kid. See ya. Yeah. I did. I was a little mad because it's like I was a little mad at Josh Joshua because it's like, dude, he got the fucking black lily for everybody. It's everybody else's dragons to get cured. Not only that, you use the liver of his dead <laughs> dragon. And Even Dumbledore let Filch stay on as the janitor. <laughs> Come on. And you're still like. Them's the rules. <laughs> like, I mean, Joshua, lawful, lawful, lawful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Do you remember, is Futch around Humphrey in the castle in Sweden 1? I don't remember. Okay, because they they're- have a relationship. Yeah, because in Sweden 2, they're very, like, Humphrey takes him under his wing. I think, I think that Humphrey does say in the castle- uh, because you have to have Humphrey in your party because he's friends with Joshua. They're old war buddies. Oh, okay. And I think they were even at that battle of Kaleka together. Like, Because he talks about, yes, okay, so Humphrey, there is another guy in the Dragon Fortress. I know this is wonderful podcasting. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> loving this. But it's like in the, in the Dragon Knight's castle, Humphrey runs into, you recruit somebody who was at odds with Humphrey. And he's, the guy is like, you expect me to join you? After what you did, after that battle, um, and it's essentially like 
yeah, I mean, we have to join forces. Otherwise, the Empire is going to win. And then we're all going to be mm-hmm. in the same boat together. And then that guy is like, fine, but we're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then guess who I never used ever? I crossed you up my friends left years ago, Humphrey. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you're in the burn book, Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> because I know uh, Humphrey and Fudge travel together and speak it in two. Like you recruit and find them together. But Humphrey, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I didn't get to my point. I kind of yeah, yeah, got yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah. Humphrey, when Joshua kicks hum, uh, Futch out, Humphrey's like, "Don't worry, I'm sure. I'm sure there's lots you can do. You're going to be useful. I can show you how to use a sword." Okay, see, that's good because in the, I think they have a unite attack even in Sweeken and Two. Oh, nice! And then like you, Humphrey helps him get another dragon so he can become a dragon knight again. Sweeken in Three, Futch is in it as as an older adult. Uh, and his dragon comes with him, so he has a giant dragon that also is usable in your party. That and has he, its liver. That has its liver, <laughs> and he uses Humphrey's sword. Oh, that's awesome. Humphrey's not in it, but he has a sword. That's awesome. I love that. Um, I didn't use Humphrey much because I thought he was kind of a weak character. Yeah. yeah. He's much better in, in two. Yeah. I, uh, I know he can wear the windspun armor. Which I think is like one of the best armors in the game. Oh, mm-hmm. that you find like way later on. Like I couldn't find someone that could wear it, and then I saw in the guide. Oh, Humphrey can wear it. Eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll sell this because <laughs> he he's got he's slow, but he has high attack and high defense. Yeah, and, um, I mean no magic to speak of either. But see, why would I? Other than story reasons, like why would I pick him over Pesmerga? Yeah, that's true. I mean, if I'm just looking at it stats-wise, which I wasn't. Also, Pesmerga looks cool. <laughs> yeah, because I've played through Sweet 2 way more than I have one, and like yeah. I have what is fun is every time, like if I use the character last time, I'm not going to fucking use them at all this time, and finding gotcha. hidden gems everywhere I wouldn't have expected. Yeah. I ended up liking Flick a whole lot more than I thought I would. Um, and I it kind of brings, talking about Flick, uh, kind of brings us back to we were talking about fleeing the yep. the castle, uh, and then we got on that dragon liver kick. <laughs> You're once you beat the emperor and he leaps off to his presumable death. Uh, normally, an RPG would kind of end there, but I got freaked out because it does not end there. You have to escape the castle, and there are encounters on the way out. Yeah, and you think like, the soldier at this point would be like, ah, fuck it. Right? No, nope. they are not. They're like, we are guards. This is, I kind of get it, I guess. Maybe. It's like, they might not know the emperor died. I don't know. But but whatever. Yeah. Essentially, like, this is one of my favorite moments because as you're leaving, you run into guards and Victor is like, I'll take care of this. Flick, you and Tyr, go on. Get out of here. And you can try to persuade him to not do it, but he mm. won't listen. That's another pet peeve I have with this game. The circular dialogue options. <laughs> don't, give, don't give me options that don't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, if, if there's no point. It's meaningless. If you're giving me yes, no, but the game won't progress unless I hit yes, don't give me a fucking option. Yeah. You're just, it's pandering. It's like. It's true. This yeah. is, doesn't, this has no meaning. It's the weakest form of illusion of choice. A very weak <laughs> illusion of choice. Yeah. It's like a, it's like, I don't it's know. It's a cantrip. It's a street, street <laughs> magic of choice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's the pull a quarter from behind your ear <laughs> of choice. Uh, so then you continue going and then you run across more guards and Flick is like, I'll take care of this. Tear, you need to get out of here. And then Tyr does. And then there is this fucking wonderful moment where, like, I assume Victor was dead already. Uh, and it's and 
he's not. He comes down to where Flick is, and they are they essentially have that Batman from the Dark Knight Returns moment where it's like this would be a good death, and like they absolutely like you can tell like in that moment that like the old liberation army like the old members of the liberation army are like coming together and you can fucking tell how much they hate the empire because mm-hmm. they are like they know they are not going to make it or that's how they that's mm-hmm. how they portray it at least i know they come back and sweep it in two i've heard which kind of bums me out yeah. because it, like, it undercuts the weight of this moment yeah um, like in the end of Final Fantasy IV, where everyone comes back. But I mean, it, uh, like, there's this moment where, like, they know they're not going to make it, but they're like, I can't remember exactly what the line is, but one of them says, "This is gonna be the most fun I've had in a long time." I think it's Victor, mm. and it is just like, holy shit! <laughs> like, these guys hate, hate, hate the Empire, and I mean, Flick, of course, too, because I mean, like, everything killed Odessa, killed Odessa. And everything, yeah. So I mean, it's wonderful. They they do kind of have a Kakashi Mike guy thing kind of going on. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful. That's a wonderful comparison. Because what the the arrow comes out of nowhere and hits Victor. Uh, fl- uh flick or flick. Okay. Yeah, it hits flick, and yeah, it's very uh, it's very cool. I mean, uh, so he. I mean, so he is dying to say way Odessa did. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even put that together. You're right. That's poetic. It really the game really has its moments like that. And I I just wish it's frustrating to see those wonderful moments contrasted to other story moments in the game that I feel like fall flat. Mm-hmm. It's like I know you can do it. Like you've done it. And it's like you've done it really well. Like you got emotion. You like pulled emotion out of me when Tio died. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's I just wish you could have done that when Grimio died. Yeah. I still love when like whenever Pond beats Tio, even he's like, the fuck just happened? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's confused. Did I really just do that? <laughs> yeah. Get up, quit joking. And not o- not only when I was playing, like not only did Pond win, Pond fucking stomped <laughs> a Mississippi mud puddle in Tio's ass. Like I had put so much into mm, nice. Pond and like read every one of Tio's moves. Like I just I was like, okay, desperate attack. I know how to counter that. And it, it was like I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised that Tio's right and left hand man weren't like, holy <laughs> shit. And like just ran and they're no longer recruitable. Pawn the boar. <laughs> Pawn the boar. Yeah, no, I love it. There's great, there are great moments in that because you're right. I mean, Pawn is just like beside himself that he won that battle. Why was that working for you, bitch? <laughs> Yeah, he's essentially Wayne Brady in that <laughs> Chevelle show skit. <laughs> Give me a sandwich. Because, because God, like, Tio just fucking destroyed me with that. Because, <laughs> like, I hated Pawn. He turned on me. I didn't use him. I didn't have anything on him. He still had, like, a level one weapon, a tunic and boots, oh, and that's no. it. So, like, Tio just, like, regular attack. Pawn, Pawn's dead. Pawn had... Pawn had... How are you supposed to do that? <laughs> Pawn had priority. Like, Tyr didn't get the good shit. Like, when there was a crystal or something, uh, Pawn gets it. Nice. Uh, and, and, like, that changed. Like, before I knew, like, pump Pawn up, like, I was giving all that shit to Tyr. But then, I gotta, I'm got i going to be real with you. Tyr kind of sucks. Yeah. Tyr kind of sucks. He, he's, like, he's... He's got the soul leader. He's a good everyman. But he kind of, like, as far as, like, characters go, like, I feel like his physical damage wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he ran out of dark shadow, 
or whatever the uh, the AOE uh, spell or Hell. Hell was really good. Mm-hmm. Essentially, I feel like Tier was Soul Eater. Like you know, Soul Eater's the powerhouse. Tier's... He's the Soul Eater with Tier equipped. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tier. Yeah. Right. This is my human Tier. <laughs> tier is a very weak Eddie Brock <laughs> to the symbiote that is there Soul you Eater. Go. <laughs> He's like Eddie Brock's kid or something, yeah. you know, Eddie Brock's five-year-old. <laughs> Which, Suikoden 2, Ryu is Ryo. I don't know. It's R-I-O-U is his canonical name. Ryo, maybe. Uh, because he's, yeah. he's pretty much the same way. Oh, really? But they kind of spin it to where the main character is the healer. Oh, that's interesting. That's so, nice. So you've always got a healer. Yep. I like that. Does he have a flowing rune? Does he have Mother Ocean? He, ha- he has the Bright Shield rune. Oh, okay. So his and you of course oh when you import the perfect data that's when you upgrade from the bright, in one yeah that's okay. when you upgrade like to the equivalent from going from a water rune to the flowing rune the bright shield rune to like the perfect bright shield rune okay you get that final awesome ability okay you unlock that higher tier spells do runes level up or is it just like you just find it because I just kept finding better ones uh, I think. I think it's pretty much like I, I don't believe like a water rune can level up into a flowing. So rune. they don't evolve. Pokemon I don't think so. Style. Right, okay. All right. Just curious. That would make sense. Uh-huh. I, I feel like if you had one long enough, like it would make sense if when Lechnot gives Cleo that fire rune, if you kept that on her toward the end of the game, that it would become uh, yeah whatever the upgrade for the fire is. I can't remember what it. I rarely use fire magic. Yeah. It was all lightning from Flick. Uh, and that lightning shit, single target is fucking powerful. Dude, like raging blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's some good shit. And it fits Flick. I mean, obviously, he's blue lightning. Flick of the blue lightning, yeah. So, but uh, also, it's just like, Flick is so angry, you know, like, mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. And, like, not, like, violently angry, but, I mean, it's like, it, it fits him. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's, it lightning suits him, for sure. And then I used um, Cyclone, and then I used Flowing. And that's pretty yep. much it. I never touched Fire outside of the beginning of the game with Cleo. Wind every now and then with Luke, but I, I realize that Wind is the lesser of Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. I felt like Tear was worthless once his spells were gone. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He um, doesn't have a whole lot of power. He's not He's not specialized in anything. Like He's not bad at anything, but he's not really good at anything besides the Soul Eater. Unless he was paired up with Kai using the Unite attack. Yeah. That Unite attack is amazing. Yep. Physical attack on every enemy. Yeah, it's yeah. really nice. No, it is really, especially For, earlier on in the mm, game. <laughs> dude, even honestly, seriously, there was like probably like 80% through, there was a, there was like, I was like, oh, I need to fill a party slot. <sighs> Kai. And yeah. like, it was still, I mean, it was like, because the, all their weapons were maxed, you know, and they had good gear. And mm-hmm. it's like, it scaled. It wasn't as nice as, you know, Dark Shadow or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, still. Doesn't cost you anything. Doesn't cost a, <laughs> doesn't cost a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anything else to say about Suikoden? I will tell you that it is very fun talking about Suikoden. Yeah, it is. I like talking about Suikoden. I uh, wish that I would have had the opportunity to play Suikoden with you the same way that I played Earthbound with you. I think that I would have yeah, enjoyed right, Suikoden a lot more. I, I enjoyed it, but I when I was playing Earthbound, I was coming over to Tadpog Annex 2, mm-hmm. and we would hang out 
and you would help me with Earth. Like you would, it was nice because you just enjoyed watching the game. Yeah, yeah, I love Earthbound that much. And it was, it was, which I loved watching you stream Suikoden in too. Like that was, that's by far the most fun I have watching watching the your stream. Is I loved watching Suikoden in, like watching your reaction and figuring shit out, like. It sucks that I had to go to bed before you were done every night for the most part. But yeah, I, I went late. I, it was really nice having you there. Like it was, it reminded me of those earth, like the earthbound days where it's like, okay, cool. It, you know, as long as like you and uh, Chris and uh, as long as you guys were in there, like I felt fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're not going to let me miss anything. And when I started playing the game off stream, was like I need I don't have I don't have Chris and Tyler yeah so I need a I need a guide and there were of course there were other people who helped me too but it's like I don't know Chris is Chris is in the big dick pie baker Chris Vaughn mm-hmm. is in the stream like all the time yeah so it's it was nice you know when he was there and you and yeah, I have he, been he friends. knows more about Sweden than I do so yeah he was he's in he was shit yeah so but anyway yeah it was nice I don't know I guess my point is Sweden. It's a game. There's a lot of meat to those. <laughs> There's a lot of meat and potential in in this game. But, but talking, it is fun to talk about. Talking about it is very fun. It's the way it's set up and the world and the characters. Like there's so much potential and it's it's really fun to talk about. And you can find out little bits and things that you didn't know. Like, I mean, just talking to you, like I I found some stuff out. Uh, and it's like I found out super late in the game that apparently you can there's like you can unite magic. I, I knew you could do it in two. I didn't know if you could do it in one or not. And I didn't mess with it because I, I think, honestly, I can't remember who told me. It might have been Chris, but it was like, well, you know, at this point in the game, I don't think I'm going to even mess with it because it's like if you use certain elements in like a certain order. Yeah, because I think it has effect. to be like the second level runes and shit like that that you're using together. Because, so, I mean, I, I only did it in two. I never did it in one. So that's neat. Yeah. Uh, we have more stuff. That, right. we need, that we need to get through. Yeah, let's do it. I know this is a long one. Yeah. Uh, but it should be. Uh, I have some questions for you, Tyler. Yes, Dave. The first of which mm-hmm. is sorry, let me just let me start that over. Oh. Tyler. Yes, Dave. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you were to give this game, Sweden, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of beard would it be? I would give it the the very nice trimmed Fu Manchu of Sun Tzu. Oh, the art of war? The art of war. Because there's war in this game? It's all about war, tricking yeah. your enemy, all sorts yeah. of shit. Yeah. All right. Okay. Does uh is rule number one in the art of war like make sure you recruit all the ninjas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, don't kill any of your enemies <laughs> under no give, circumstance. Give them a chance <laughs> if they seem very different after you beat their asses. Everyone remembers Sun Tzu. That, that famous line. <laughs> so, so, you remember that Sun Tzu quote? Wait, just sit there for a second <laughs> and think about it and see if they're weird after you totally wreck their shit. Uh, we need to make that as uh, a, a Facebook image. <laughs> Attribute it to Sun Tzu. Maybe our next shirt, all these sweetening quotes from Sun Tzu. <laughs> Remember when Tadbog shirts got really weird? They made 18 su- fake Sun Tzu quote shirts. And then then Dave made a, the 19th one, which is a shirt from the Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> 
a bunch of bears and shit going to war. hot animals. No, I think they're sweating because it's so sunny in the zoo. Oh. <laughs> Tyler. And there is Weekend in Shirts. <laughs> Shirts.tadpog.com. Keep a close lookout. The zookeepers have shaved the true runes into all the bears. <laughs> it's the sun zoo. <laughs> Billy, you gotta come see. A zebra was just born with the soul eater rune and stripes. <laughs> As the great god Ko Nami has foretold. Um, Tyler. Yes, Dave. We had to make reference to a false god every single episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at one hundred percent. This is this is me corrupting you slowly <laughs> over time. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. really Phil, tell me, what is the Tadpog Pantheon? Tell me all of these gods that we've made up. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to know. <clears throat> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give Suikoden mm-hmm. a pair of glasses that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of glasses would it be? I would give it the the smart spectacle of Dell Carnegie. Oh, of how to, how win, to win friends, friends and, and influence people? people. Which is the other half of Suikoden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I like it. Uh, which he is famous for saying, always cast judgment <laughs> on the, uh, the first Imperial you see before a major battle. He was also kind of a strategist. I don't know if you do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you read any of his other books, but they're about war. <laughs> and you got to read his first one so you recruit people, you were- then you go to war. <laughs> Right, it's it's two sides of he the He read coin. a lot of Sun Tzu. <laughs> right, yeah, he's influenced. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. I've got another question. Yeah. If you were to buy Suikoden right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you were to go to pricecharting.com right now, Tyler, and look up Suikoden, how much do you think you would end up paying on average for a loose copy? Suikoden PS1 loose. Yes. $50. Tyler. Yes, Dave. Actual <clears throat> retail value of Suikoden loose on price charting at the time of this recording is $20.99. All right. The complete copy is 55 bucks. Okay. Uh, you could also get a new copy for 156 yeah. So there it is. There's, <laughs> there there's the high one. I feel like uh, twenty bucks is twenty pretty bucks good. is good. I think I think pretty sweeter good. than one is worth twenty bucks. Pretty pretty pretty, pretty good. good. Do we have any achievements? Uh, I have a few. Do you? Yeah, sure. Would you? Oh, okay. I'll go first then. <laughs> <laughs> I I will interpret that tone and go first. Uh, I have a I have actually have a lot of them. I hope you're okay with that. Yes. I hope you're you're okay with having lots of time to I come love up with it. achievements. I love it. Uh, some of these come from Twitch chat. Come. Hey. The first comes from Nathan Eaton, and the achievement is Mount Waifu. Uh, in order to unlock Mount Waifu, you must force the queen ant to enter Ted's black hole in Mount Saifu. <laughs> uh, second achievement from Twitch comes from Zalnop, Donkey Kong Jr. Math. And in order to unlock Donkey Kong Jr. Math, you need to assemble all nine times 12 stars of destiny. <laughs> um, I know I haven't... I haven't. I don't think I mentioned this, but there was a Donkey Kong Junior Math Tournament at prom, um, and it was amazing. Uh, next one comes from me. There are too many Jeffs in the world and many Toms as well, but I am Sancho. <laughs> uh, in order to unlock, there are too many Jeffs in the world 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, well, that sounds like a that sounds like I'm waging war. That's a Sun Tzu quote. Did you know that? <laughs> There's too many Jeffs in the war in the world. We should all kill them. Uh, just kidding, Jeffs. Uh, there are many Jeffs in the, in order to unlock. There are many Jeffs in the world and many Toms as well. But I am Sancho. You need to recruit Sancho. Uh, next achievement. I, these are all like movie references. <laughs> uh, the no, they're not all of them. Uh, the next one I got is Bantha Pudu. And in order to unlock Bantha Pudu, you need to recruit Jabba, not Jabba the Hut, Jabba the Appraiser. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very unique name. I don't understand. Uh, next achievement I got is uh, Hey King. And in order to unlock Hey King, you need to recruit Mose, the blacksmith. <laughs> uh, Pawn Stars. In order to unlock Pawn Stars, you need to uh, defeat Tio as Pawn. And my last achievement, Lady Sovereign, in order to unlock Lady Sovereign, uh, you need to force Barbarossa to jump off the floating Imperial Mm -hmm. Gardens uh, with his lady uh, in tow. And that's all I got. Um, Give me just a second. I'm trying to think of of more Mm -hmm. animal characters. Would you like me to help? Tony the Tiger. Uh, (laughs) Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Oh, man. Tony the Tiger is totally who I would cast in the Suikoden movie to play Fusulu. <laughs> Man, it all falls into place. It's true. Um, Moose, who played Eddie, of course, on Frasier, would be Kuromimi, the kobold. <laughs> <laughs> you just put some like reindeer antlers on him. I'm true. sure you wore them. <laughs> all right, let's see. I've got one, two, three, four, four. I'm working on five. Uh, or one, Hitler get. You unlock Hitler get when you recruit Moe's. Because I feel like Moe's looks kind of <laughs> Hitlerish. He does. Uh, then I've got OG for life. You do that by your final party consisting of Pawn, Grimio, and Cleo. Nice. The the uh, the OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Rebels for life, your final party consisting of Flick, Victor, and Humphrey. Uh, Piss Lord. <laughs> 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 Hard cut, <laughs> piss lord. You unlock piss lord by filling your bathhouse with peeing boys. Is that a is that's an appraisal you, thing you can really, discover as a can, peeing boy? You can find a peeing boy mm-hmm. like a statue yep. of a boy peeing. Yep. I didn't know that. I never found one. I mainly found graffiti and hex dolls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then I was working on the Sun Tzu when I was trying to think. Uh, so finish your party with Kuramimi, Fusulu, and I'm trying to think of another animal. Is there another animal? I can't, I can't think of one <laughs> off my head. Probably, but I can't think of one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other kobold. The one who like really looks like a dog. It's like oh, Kuromimi's looks, little brother. Or yeah, whatever. he looks like a golden retriever yeah, or something. Yeah, his name honestly might as well be Arf because he is <laughs> fucking... There we go. <laughs> like, like, he is like the... I remember when I, like, it was one of those where it's like, I had to go out of my way to recruit this. Who is this Clifford-ass motherfucker trying to get in my army? <laughs> you really enjoyed that. I heard you squeak. I did. I know that's, when, that's, that's a my, good sign. My pleasure, squeak. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Those are good. I like those. All right. Achievements. Achievements. We did. Yeah, man, we go. haven't done achievements in a while. Yeah. I got some other questions for you. Fuck yes. More like 10 of them. Love it. Which come from Quizmaster Bovine Bear Matt. He's got one put together for us. This quiz is entitled Sweekadin, Sweekadin, Pseudo Quiz. 
Mm-hmm. Pseudo is defined as not genuine, a sham. 10 Dave style questions. I'll name a pseudo character video. Oh, sorry. I'll name a pseudo character movie, video game property, etc. You must name the character movie, video game property, etc. That is the genuine article or the original basis. Okay. So we're getting, he's going to give us knockoffs and we got to come up with the original. Okay. First one, Ryo Sakazaki from SNK's Art of Fighting. It's going to be Ryu from Ryu. Street Fighter 2. 100%. Locking it in. It is Ryu slash Ken uh, from Street Fighter. Pong. It's a knockoff of Ping Pong? <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe a knockoff of a game called Table Tennis? Table Tennis. There you go. I don't know. You want, that, I don't know. that sounds good. I'll lock it in. Table Tennis. All right. All right, for the Magnavox Odyssey. I knew there was a game. I honestly thought Pong came first. Oh, I, I was like thinking of the illegitimate oh, playing ping pong. No, there's a video game. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next question. The Great Gianna Sisters for the Amiga slash Commodore 64. Mario Brothers? Yes, it is. <laughs> Locking it in. Super Mario Brothers. I was like, I know one Gianna, but I don't think she has a sister. Hey! <laughs> Uh, I flummoxed Casey so hard. We were having a meeting, and somebody said something about Gianna De Laurentiis, and I was like, "What about the other Gianna?" And Casey was like, "God damn, now I can think of anything else. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking bone her in this meeting because you want us to stop fucking talking about Gianna Michaels." Golden Axe Warrior, Sega Master System. From Golden Axe for the Sega Genesis. I don't know what's the what is Golden Axe Warrior a knockoff of? Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Know. I don't know, dude. Gauntlet. But he specifically says warrior. I don't know. Or, or is he thinking the character, the Golden Axe Warrior? I don't know. Because I don't know if that's a title of a game or like the warrior, the human warrior from Golden Axe. Or does he mean the badminton Which team? the warrior from Golden Axe is a ripoff of, rip of Conan, Conan the Barbarian. Okay. Yep. All right. There you go. That's, that's, it. A, that's, that's okay. it. You sure he doesn't mean the Golden Axe Warriors? Los Angeles prevailing badminton <laughs> team? <laughs> <laughs> Might be. I'm locking in Conan. Yeah. Legend of Zelda or Willow. For Golden Axe Warrior must be a different game than Golden Axe. Yeah, because I was thinking he meant the human warrior, warrior from Golden, from Axe, Golden who Axe who looks like That's Conan what I, the Barbarian. He does kind of look like him, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. Anyway, Golden Axe Warrior is a game, apparently, that I haven't played. Because you said game or character. That could have easily been both. <laughs> Fei Long from the Street Fighter series. Bruce Lee. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Locked it in. Bruce Lee. Next, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid. Snake Plissken from Snake. Escape from L.A. All right, logging it in. Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken, Escape from New York, <laughs> Escape from L.A. It's a sequel, it's fine. It Never works. seen either one, so. <laughs> uh, I've seen Escape from New York, and I'm going to piss a lot of people off. It's okay. I believe you. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I've never seen it, and I don't depend on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the music in it's really good. I think the music. Okay. I think the music of Escape from New York is better than the movie Escape from New York. <laughs> There's also a couple of really cool scenes, but I don't know. I feel like that movie is pretty much like the premise is what's cool about it. Yeah, it sounds to me like he just gets lost a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty much the sequel to Adventures in Babysitting. I don't know if you knew that or not. Oh, okay, yeah. So Escape from L.A. Oh, rip off Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, the rab- we're falling down the rabbit hole. <laughs> Next question: Sword Requiem. Smartphone game. 
Never heard of it. Sword Requiem. Sword Requiem. We've already had Legend of Zelda Willow. So probably Golden Axe Warrior? Golden Axe Warrior. All right. Maybe Final Fantasy? Okay. Final Fantasy. Locking it in. Fire Emblem. Oh, okay. Fire Emblem. (laughs) Next one. Garfield Go. Smartphone game. It's a ripoff of Garfield Kart. <laughs> I think it's probably a ripoff of Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Go, is my guess. God, I want I fucking Go. hope so, dude. I fucking hope. How, how can an augmented reality Garfield catching game be out in the wild and I not know about it? Or are you Garfield and you go like you find Odie and kick him or <laughs> Nermal and time up? Maybe it's like Mario Run or John and suck his dick. <laughs> Dude, I hope it is. I, I can we lock in Pokemon Go just because yeah. I hope it's the Garfield thing. Go. It could be, and it's like you always catch Garfield at like the Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he only appears at Olive Gardens and Fazoli's, <laughs> or the Marie Calendar section of your Grouch's freezer. <laughs> I'm locking it in Pokemon Go. It is. <laughs> Pause! I got time out. I gotta download this Garfield right now. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> we both blood our phones. I know. I want to see Garfield. the reviews. No way. This isn't real. No way. Garfield Go AR Treasure Hunt. No. Oh, it's a treasure hunt. You're not yeah. catching Garfields. Win real prizes. Mm, all right, I'm less amused now. Collect rare comics, which are like the old, old art ah, style. When he looked more like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Garfield Go. It's got four stars out of five on the Apple Store. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to play it. Look at this. This is how Jim, Na- this is how Jim Davis knows where everyone in the world is. <laughs> Everyone who downloads this, he can just look. It's like Oracle. Yeah, he can look back at us, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you remember that quote, uh, be careful when you look into Garfield Go. <laughs> Garfield Go looks back at you. Something like that. Mm. Wow. That's pretty good. That's really thank good. You, thank, thank you. you <laughs> thank you, Matt. The quiz isn't over. It might as well be, though, because I, <laughs> wow, I can't stop thinking about that. <laughs> Kirby's Avalanche for SNES. That is Puyo Puyo mm-hmm. or Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean, Bean Machine. Machine. Yep. Puyo Puyo. All right. Sonic Shuffle for the Sega Dreamcast. I've never played it or heard of it. Sonic Shuffle sounds like a dance game. Sonic had a dance game? I, I See, I don't know of one. I've never heard of Sonic Shuffle either, so it's you either... The Sonic Shuffle, where you tap your foot and look at your watch <laughs> to the rhythm? Because... <laughs> Was it a card game, maybe? It could be a card game. It's like Solitaire with Sonic with card Sonic. packs. <laughs> then, then they missed out calling it Sonic Tear. So. <laughs> you guys remember that really weird Texas Hold'em <laughs> game where you play against Sonic? Uh, remember you played a Jap- Egyptian rat screw against Sonic? <laughs> he was really, really fast. They hit the cards. I got Sonic Shuffle, man. I don't know. This is all you. Uh, what is I'm trying to think of what that one it's dance probably a, dude it's probably a puzzle game in all honesty game? it's probably a puzzle game maybe I don't know I've never heard of it I was just trying to think of that one dancing game that Jacob and Leva and Ramon played obsessively for uh, PS1 or was it PS2 it's not Bust a Move because Bust a Move is but it's similar to that Bust a Groove Bust a Groove maybe Cause, okay yeah because it, it's got this it, it has a really similar name to Bust a Move I might say Bust a Groove. Bust a Groove? All right, I'm going to lock it in. Bust a Groove. It is Mario Party. 
<laughs> Mario Party. Okay. I did not know that a I Sonic Mario one. Party existed. Nope. This is kind of hmm, kind of got me it's interested. Just, they, they just gangbang Amy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where the shuffle comes yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Very nice. Uh, but before I get the fuck out of here... That's Why do they call me Dr. Eggman? <laughs> Give me your eggs, Amy. <laughs> if anyone... In, if it, there was a video game character ever whose penis stole eggs from inside of a woman, it probably would be Dr. Robotnik. The pee hole opens up and just, like, steals eggs. <laughs> like a claw. Or it's like, like, a, it's claw like a vacuum. <laughs> Just hoovers up their uterus. <laughs> who gets who pregnant, Amy? <laughs> I'll make plenty of cat-human hybrids. I'll let all the preteens of the world name them after themselves and give them all superpowers. I They're all emo, but best friends with Sonic. It is Bust a Groove. I looked it up. Okay, good. We got it. Remember, they played that game for like a full year obsessively. Bust a Groove was like one of those games I remember like when I was in high school and I'd go over to someone's house who I wasn't really friends with, but for whatever reason, I'd have to be there. <laughs> I feel like they would have a PlayStation in Bust a Groove. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I guess because it was a pretty fun game. I thought it was fun. I think it'd be a good one to do sometime. Yeah, after the SNES list, I'm down. I'm just going to wait until Paul Korn demands that we put him on that or he will murder us in our sleep. Yeah, the, actually, the episode hasn't even published yet. I just got a message from Paul. Uh, <laughs> he's very upset. Someone talked about bus, a, a rhythm game somewhere. Yes, his uh, his rhythm sense was My going rhythm chlorians went crazy. <laughs> That's it. That's all the that's all the things. Right, that's right? That's a good quiz. They give me some new knowledge that I did not know about. It's a very good quiz. I honestly am less interested in doing an episode on Busta Groove and more interested on playing Sonic Shuffle and or, seeing and Garfield Go. <laughs> well, I mean that's a given. I'm a, I'm actually <laughs> playing it right now. <laughs> did you know that there are four Odies in this <laughs> in this studio with us today? Just waiting to watch us get our dick sucked by Garfield. <laughs> Uh, that was oh, a deep damn. cut. For anyone who yeah. doesn't understand, <laughs> go. you'll never understand. <laughs> you, 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 you just don't get it. <laughs> you had to be there when Garfield sucked our dicks. That was a weird Dragon Con. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be a good Dragon Con thing. Is like see how many people you can get to dress as Garfield <laughs> and blow you. <laughs> Did you go get your dick sucked in the Garf room? Uh, hey, I heard it's the last night on Alderaan. Uh, <laughs> me and 50 other Garfields showed up in case anybody wants to suck some dick. <laughs> Who wants to suck some front tail? <laughs> oh, man. You get someone come as... We're not all fixed. <laughs> you got someone come as Lorenzo Music Garfield. You got Bill Murray Garfield. You got 70s Fat Garfield. Mm-hmm. You got, of course, you got Deadpool Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> and the masochist Odie who's just there just getting all holes filled. Oh, yeah. Mm, hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We good? I guess we're good, we're man. Good. We've been taking a lot of calls yeah. recently. You want to just, just close it out? Uh, Our four-hour podcast on Tweaking yeah, It Part 3? Sounds good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, bro. I got that got that garf that garf head on my mind. I think you said thanks for thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, 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 thanks for thanks and 
Tyler's had his sleeping medicine. <laughs> United States. Garfield. United States of Garfield. All right, it's a show Perfect. where Garfield has multiple personality disorder. <laughs> and he goes to the full repertoire of Garfield he characters. He is Garfield, Odie, Arlene, <laughs> Normal. Did you guys know that it was all in his head the whole time? <laughs> all of Garfield? I hope that's how Garfield ends. I hope Jim Davis is just like, you know what? All of this has been in Garfield's mind as he's been put down. As his last moments, <laughs> right. as John is petting him, as the light is fading from his eyes. Dude, that would be, wouldn't that be the fucking best? Like, I feel like that's the best way Jim Davis could be like, fuck y'all for taking this creation of mine that I've made and built. <laughs> right? it, it just, A nurse walks by. Oh, is this your cat? No, I just found it. <laughs> And it's all, it's not drawn. It's all photos. <laughs> it's panels of photos. And it's just this, this cat's dreaming of having an owner in his yeah, final seconds right. of life. This real cat with this real man in a blue shirt. <laughs> man, I think we just wrote the best ending to Garfield. We did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> let's do it and tweet it to Jim Davis. Let's make the <laughs> let's make the comic strip and tweet we, it. Please loan us your IP, please. We have a really good idea. If well, it's all photographs, we just got to take we, photos. It's, it'll be fine. We've got Garfield for millennials. Could you give it to us, <laughs> Jim? If you don't like that, we uh, have some great Sun Tzu quotes. <laughs> <laughs> have you played the weekend? In? Of course you have. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your waifu, Jim Davis? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a Sonya. Kimberly. Probably. I'm thinking he's a Sonya guy. Sonya. Yeah. Sonya looks a little bit like Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> if I put Garfield in a beret, she'd be show Sonya. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. So don't miss the next episode. <laughs> I'm going to enunciate one sentence perfectly and then, and then just go to shit real shit. quick. You know how I do. Yeah, I love it. No, this is classic. It's like working out. I'm good for a week and then it just fucking goes to shit. So. No, this is classic. This is classic. <laughs> outro. Classic Tyler. Yeah. yeah. You fucking lazy shit. <laughs> classic outro. <laughs> now go ahead and talk like Ross again for a sentence and then be drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do next week? We kind of talked about a few things. Oh, uh, well, you want me to do? Hey, we got some. Hey, we got a Patreon. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just like so <laughs> sideswiped by the last 19 minutes. <laughs> you've really took. You've taken a turn. Yeah. Uh, we got. A, hey, we got a Patreon. Hell yeah, we do. And some people donate on there. It's Patreon.com/slash/tadpog, uh, which I mentioned because we got a recent iTunes review. From somebody saying that they would donate the Patreon if we... I'm sorry, Tyler, am I boring you? <laughs> <laughs> My brain's too hot. It has to cool off. We went over this knowledge I learned from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Only like a hundred episodes ago. It was Cucky Cheese. Cucky Cheese. <laughs> Uh, there was an iTunes review saying that there oh, we someone would donate on Patreon, someone would pledge if we do Spawn mm -hmm. for the yep. SNES. So let's do that. Yeah, let's see. Put your money where your mouth is, yeah. iTunes donor. Yeah. So that's your title. Yeah, iTunes donor. <laughs> iTunes when we donor. learn your real name, we'll <laughs> iTunes donor Jeff probably. Is my <laughs> I guess. hope Jeffy. so. iTunes donor Jeff. Jeffy. Who <laughs> 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 left a very nice review. Yeah, yeah, very, very, much. very nice review. We appreciate that five star review on iTunes, and uh, we will take your bribe. We will mm -hmm. accept your bribe. The let's do spawn next. Spawn for the SNES. Yes, we're listening. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, um, when you mention money, we're definitely listening. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's see. We're going to do that next. And hey, you want us to help on a package for an intro? You want to send us something? Mm-hmm. You can send it to Tad Pog Studios, care of Nicole Nance, P.O. Box 3785, Paducah, Kentucky, 42002. Uh, you can call us, live voicemail, 270-883-2555. Follow us on Instagram, tadpog underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook. So there's a Tadpog page, and then there's the more fucked up Tadpog Nation for yes. all the shit you don't want your grandma to see. Right, exactly. Mm. Or your Garfield. Or your Garfield. Uh, which I don't know. Did you see? Um, did you see Edgelord Kyle's post in the Nation about Garfield? Oh yeah, <laughs> Tadpog's just a bunch of Garfield jokes. And here we are. <laughs> That's the best case scenario your daughter can walk away from the show with. That is a good point. <laughs> Prophecy fulfilled. My dad's really did this Garfield podcast. <laughs> he, he drives over once a year to meet his Garfield friends. His Gar friends. His Garfield and friends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's time to party. <laughs> I think is that's that the U.S. Acres theme? Yeah. Or are you oh. ready to party? One or the other? I'll have to watch it again. Da, 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 da. All I remember is, I hope you bring lots of spaghetti. I think it's the theme from Garfield. In <laughs> oh, France. I hope you bring. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's the only part I really remember. Uh Oh. Yes. Also about Tadbog Nation. Uh-huh. I'm going to thank uh, Brooks for oh, yeah, streaming yeah, yeah. the first bit of the Tadbog Nation mm-hmm. wrestling that he created through Fire Pro Wrestling. Yeah, he did a stream of that on Friday night, and that was fucking amazing. <laughs> Brooks, thank you, dude. That mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. Uh, also, the next night, Ben from Street Pizza streamed a Nation game night where we played um, some Jackbox games. I got in on a... I watched a little bit of that, but the connection to the Roman McDonald House was really bad, so I could watch it in like 30-second increments. Oh, yeah, that's no that's no good. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So, Ben, thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody who's listening who hasn't already checked out Street Pizza Podcast, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. check them out. Uh Twitter, Tadbog underscore podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about all our shit then. Yes, I if do you want shirts, shirts.tadbog.com. Shirts, 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 shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I wanna I do need to thank some Patreon donors, some recent ones. We've got Exalted Lord Micah Purdue. He's upped his donation, riding that penny train. <laughs> We got Nick Price, who just recently upped his donation uh, more than a penny. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate nice. it. I got the whistle in my hand, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Uh, riding riding that dollar train. Shit. Riding a dollar train. Man, what, we, what do we do for that? Uh, uh, I don't know. You, you got any ideas? Ugh. Invite him to our Garfield party? Yep. Nick, you're invited to our Garfield party. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to thank Chris Murray, who just recently upped his donation, riding that penny train. And John Hewitt for upping his donation by two pennies. Riding that Wheatleaf penny train. I don't know. Those are still (laughs) just a penny. But my grandmother used to think they were a huge deal. So I'll give them some of these. A wheat penny? A wheat penny. Like a Wheatleaf penny. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. She uh, had a big jar. She would keep this big. It was a vase. And it was just full of Wheatleaf pennies. Uh, and I remember them as a kid and I remember her telling me that I was going to get them and then that never happened. So I don't know. I don't I know where they find are. find out where the fuck those, those wheat pennies are. Are they man. really worth anything? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it'd be fun. 
<laughs> Let's get what you're owed, Dave. All right. Let's fucking do this shit. All right. It's fine. <clears throat> Wendy style. We're going to get Cousin David in on this. We're going to fucking do it. Different side of the family. Even better. Okay. <laughs> he won't care who he kills then. <laughs> I'll make it really even weirder somehow. Uh, also, we all need to dress up as Garfield. <laughs> it's my cousin from the good side, you fucking dicks. <laughs> all right. I got an idea for a movie I just came up with. It's a clockwork orange, but everyone's dressed up as Garfield. <laughs> You can still call it a clockwork orange. Right, exactly. That's why it makes sense. Clockwork uh, Garfield's orange. A clockwork purring. Pur, pur, pur. No, clockwork orange. Clock- clockwork orange cat. Uh, cockwork orange. A clockwork orange cat. <laughs> right. Love it. Nailed Perfect. It. <laughs> Got it in four. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to IMAX. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a really stupid end to this Let's show. Let's make an IMAX porn theater. Those have to exist somewhere, right? I, I don't know. Somewhere in the world that exists. But if Seriously. they don't, trademark. <laughs> right, yeah. Trademark gotcha. on IMAX's trademark. <laughs> IMAX porn trademark. It's called IMAX. They don't have that. <laughs> it's called Climax. If Justin McElroy can get Team Google, we can have IMAX porn. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, our theme song is Moose by Sycamore Drive. Link to that track can be found in the show notes at tadpog.com. Mm. How you going to close it out, Dave? Mm, I don't. I don't care. Oh yeah, Matthew dies in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Damn it, you're totally right. Yeah. And I would, I, I was more sad about that than Grimio. Yeah, me too. Because Matthew, Matthew's a great fucking character. He's, yeah, he's the, he is your Suiko dad. And yeah, he, t- yeah, he's essentially, honestly, the main character of the game. Yeah, like really, yeah, I think he's, he's more really, the main character. He's than the Jira's. backbone. That feels like a thing we should have mentioned a long time ago. Yeah. Hey, if you hug him this far, now you know. Now you know how you really feel. There's your special treat. <laughs> There's also another thing that I meant to mention and totally forgot. There's about a – I'm going to be driving home, and there's going to be like a hundred things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Oh, well. Like there's a guy in Sweet in 3 who I feel like is the real character. The main characters take up the same star – and the 108 Star of Destiny. So this guy has the main character star, but he is by far not narratively the main character. Ah, uh, okay. They talk about these the three big rune bearers, but then there's this other like meek kind of uh, heart. Like he, if all the others have the badass planetary rings, he has heart. I got you. So he's really weak. He's not a, good, not a pretty good character to have. He's just a super nice guy, and he's I think he's really the main character of Sweet in Three. It makes sense because Tear is really weak, and yeah. And I don't know if he's a nice guy. He certainly wasn't when he made Grimio threaten to kill himself. <laughs> and then just yeah. left after Grimio did actually die. <laughs> right. And then, and then killed his dad. And then... <laughs> Tear's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why Soul Leader's like, this guy, yeah. Yeah, I like this guy. Yeah, I'm not going to fuck with this man. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, he can take he can he can take a he can take a body out of me. It's fine. I guess we should also say that Ted Ted didn't die whenever you think that he died. He doesn't die until he sacrifices his soul to the Soul Eater later on I in for, the game. I forgot about that. Yeah, because he knows Wendy's coming. He's like Soul Eater, take me now as you know your former owner. And Soul Eater's like, yeah, nom nom nom, Ted Soul. <laughs> gotcha, Ted. <laughs> Do you think uh, so? Tear is in Suikoden too. Yep. Does Soul Eater eat him? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I, I mean, mean the, uh, him and Grimio both had very much improved character portraits. But God, I hope they make out. Oh, I mean, they fuck. <laughs> you know they. Fuck. 
Whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Grimio's, Grimio's a power bottom. That's Yeah, of course he is. Young master. Yeah. Master, young master of this asshole. Stop. You're turning me on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got this scar. <laughs> Did you think I was a girl? You can treat me like that. It's fine. <laughs> you guess I'm sort of hot, maybe? <laughs> I can work with that. <laughs> Fuck me, Ashley Shake. <laughs> I'm isolating that. <laughs> fuck, me, fuck me, Grimio, Ashley Shake. <laughs> I'm isolating that, too. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell yeah. the story. I'll tell... You already have on the last episode. All right, how about... Please, Trop- Tropical Capricorn. There we go. Now <laughs> do, here's the Do stinger. I get to say it, too, motherfucker? No, no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do it? One, two, three. Tropical Capricorn. Capricorn. <laughs> there, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Now I think here's the stinger. Here's a good stinger. You are, you are hopped up on sleep meds and feeling punchy. Yeah, because this is this is funny and it makes sense oddly because I remember Josh told me this story a long time ago. Mm. Like at one time, um, it was him and Shake and uh, I feel like someone else maybe. It was super late at night. I'd gone to bed and Shake turns to Josh like, "Okay, man, say like tomorrow." Tyler wakes up and he's like a girl. He's like a hot girl, like tomorrow. <laughs> Would you fuck Tyler if you turned into a hot girl tomorrow? And Josh, well, Josh alleges to me he said no. <laughs> I guess I don't have confirmation that Josh really said no. Were you hurt? Well, a I little mean, bit, of course. I understand. I, I mean, would be. I mean, I mean, Shake is just imagining I'd fuck him. So, I mean. Bully to you, Ashley Shake. I mean, you don't know what my girl standards are going to be. <laughs> but Josh, like, I don't think I could do that because it's still, it's still Tyler. So I don't think I could just fuck him. And Shake was like, "Oh man, I'd fuck him. <laughs> I, would, I would, I would fuck suddenly girl Tyler." How would that work? Would you have like? I mean, you'd probably have to spend some time exploring your own body. I assume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Shake, help me, please. Help me test out this vagina. <laughs> Does it have a red beard now? I don't know. <laughs> so we get in. So we get in. <laughs>